welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's up, y'all? We back. Matt Bassett, Ryan Griffin. Paul Roshan, no AJ Riley this week. He'll be back next week. Welcome to Sports Carnage. We got live sports among live sports among live sports. God, we step aside for, what, two, three weeks? Come back and everything's back. NFL has already kicked off. Lions have already snatched the defeat from the jaws of victory. Good job, guys. Way, way to make us proud. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, a wild week one, to say the least. Uh, some big upsets early on. Some divisional uh, some just shocking, uh, some I literally cannot ha- wrap my head around whatsoever. Philadelphia, I'm looking at you. Uh, but we got to start with our Lions, who looked pretty damn good in quarters two and three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, just three. <laughs> really, just three. Uh, well, and... It's not even, oh my God. I mean, Marty, you take a... Why do we have to start the podcast and make me upset? Be- because we took a 23-6 to lead into the final stanza. Guys... Because we all love cynical Paul. A 17-point lead on a not I good team. Stress... The Bears are not a good team. I can't stress it. how good my weekend was. One of my very <laughs> you best were away. friends. <laughs> one of my very best friends was getting married to one of our other very good friends... And it's been a long time she's, coming. She's not best, though. I just She's my wife's best friend. <laughs> It'd be weird if she was also my best friend. Yeah, there'd be uh, some questions. Yeah, there would be a lot of questions. <laughs> Under uh, questions I'm not prepared to answer. No. So, it was, it's was. it been a long time coming, man. They had their wedding. It was supposed to happen in May. And, obviously, that got thrown to hell. And it's it's been a long slog till we got here. But the weekend ended up awesome. We partied for three days, and it was a great time. Everything went off without a hitch. I've seen a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Everyone had fun. Everything was great. And we pick up. So wait, the groom didn't our... get stupidly drunk and just disappear for a long time? Are you talking about me? No. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No. Oh, all right. Okay. I was just asking a general question that Matt, sometimes. Okay. Matt, can... Matt wasn't at your yeah, wedding. I, I Matt, know Matt heard plenty of stories. Um, but I no, no, no. Just, you know, sometimes at weddings, one member of the wedding party might get a little bit too inebriated, which I'm proud to say did not happen at my wedding. I was happy with myself. Say, well, if the groom was missing, I hope the bride would be we, missing so as well. We all got very drunk together and stuck together, just being a riot and causing pure chaos. And it was a good time. That's why it was so fun. But no, so we, we got a puppy. You guys know I have a younger puppy. And we left him at our in-laws because they lived. The wedding venue is, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half from down here where all of us except Matt live. Um, closer to where our in-laws live. So we dropped the puppy up there so that we didn't have to leave him at home and kennel him or anything. And we so we went and visited the in-laws before we come back for the weekend. And uh, my wife, not a big football fan. So I'm like, hey, why don't you drive home? And uh, I got the game on DVR, so I'll watch it on my phone on the ride home. And it'll be like my nice cap to the weekend. I'll finally get to see football. I get to see the Lions play and cap off a real good weekend. And 80% of the way through that game, I was like, yeah, man, what a weekend this has been. It's 23 to 6 right now. 
Damn, and Stafford's like, got nine straight completions. No, it was like 12 straight, I think. I don't even know, man. Everything was going so well, and it just unraveled in the most lion's way. And the thing that's dumb, it's like, at this point, I have no expectations, right? And it's like, well, how do you get disappointed <laughs> when you have no expectations? Like, how can things get worse? The problem is, when you start with no expectations, that's all well and good, but as things progress, your expectations right. change. They trick you. Reaction. They trick you. They so build like, that shit up in you. So, so that's so you get to twenty three to six, and then things start to unravel, and it's like, oh, I've seen this movie before. But even at the very end of the game, there's no time left on the clock, and you see a perfect pass traveling through the air. My favorite part so to a completely pass, a, a perfect route. to a completely oh uninhibited receiver. That's just all he has to do is cradle the ball into his nutsack and fall into the end zone. He has, a, he has fall backwards. Yep, that's it. You, you, don't, you, don't, do you don't have to else. turn. And at that moment in time, at that moment in time, I'm thinking, "Wow, what a weekend, man! We're actually going to pull a, this off. What a weekend <laughs> after everything." I did not <sighs> realize at first that he did not catch the ball. That's how no, impossible nobody did. Everybody it was celebrated. to not catch the ball. I'm like, we really like we blew it, but then we didn't blow it, dude. Like we anti lions the lions, and then no, we just lions the lions, and then and then I'm just sitting there, thinking like, how does this happen every time? <laughs> like how, it's not. Then, this is the kind of stuff like a normal fan base has a game like this. Once every five years, and it sticks with them, like, is a bone to grind? I can't, like, if you ask me to name my top ten times this happened, I don't know which ten games I would pick. Like, You know what's crazy? Like, the, the Thanksgiving Day game where Jim Swartz threw the challenge flag because <laughs> the Texans received, Texans punt returned his knee was clearly on the ground. That might not even make the top was ten. Was it Ben Tate? And they said, ben Tate was his name, I think? something it might have been but they said you know hey you threw the challenge flag so you can't really challenge it the play stands go fuck yourself and that and that might not make the top 10 i might not i think it was i think it was also thanksgiving another one that would make it for a lot i think it was another thanksgiving day game we played the pats i think on thanksgiving once and we were like taking it to them in the fourth and then tom brady was just like nah lol you're the lions Three touchdowns later, late like, in the fourth. The it's every man. Yeah, this game, unbelievable. I know this game was amazing because of how many new lions got lionized. Like you had the Jamie Collins. Are you headbutting the referee? Are you kidding? Like, dude, I almost died. His first game, first in, game Detroit. in Detroit after all the years as a Patriot, where it's just nothing but discipline, and the, you allow yourself. But this, you would never, you would do never that do in a Patriot that. uniform. Bill Belichick it's, would have murdered you on the field. He would have been cut that. the next day. And you knew it. So he would have been cut. He no. He would have been cut before the game was over. He would have been like. So normally, and I think they changed the rule, but normally ejected players they had to go to the locker room or whatever. Like they couldn't stay on the sideline. <laughs> said, go home. Go back. Bill to your Belichick would have. Said, forget the, the locker room. Back. Get out of here. Take a plane wherever the hell you want to go because you're not playing for us anymore. The crazy thing because is, like, I'm so lionized. I'm watching it, and I'm so used to getting boned by the refs, right? And I'm watching it, and I'm like, man. I, the first thought in my head is like, man, you really get ejected for that? And then I'm like, of course. And then I'm like, wait, am I retarded? Like, so obviously, yes, he's clearly playing, and it was like not an assault on a ref. 
But you can't touch the rest, man. Right. And you put your crown, right. it, you it put the crown of your helmet into the chest of a. Ra- and no, he didn't. <laughs> he did not pull a uh, Miles Garrett, right? Like he didn't try to kill anybody. But at the same time, it's like, bro, what? There, Wait, where? There's no point you can prove by driving your helmet. Where into in the a realm of whatever goes through your mind during a game? Do you think? This is a good idea for any reason. Like, oh, no, no, now and they'll see my point of view. At the Come very, here. the very, even if ejection wasn't on the table, the very best outcome is you annoy the shit out of the ref. Penalty. You annoy the shit out of the ref, and he literally picks on you the rest of the game. That's the best case outcome, dude. Unbelievable. And it's just the the comedy of things that had to happen, all the things that we've seen so many times, for us to lose that game after we were up 23-6. to Forget the settling for all the field goals. Before we go on with this, though, but Ryan pulled up a big point about the Lions players being lionized. Like, yes. Jamie so Collins, second out of nowhere, is obviously DeAndre Swift, who dropped the game-winning <laughs> touchdown after, not, after spending his final year at Georgia not dropping any passes at all. Like, I mean, just, Swift dropped like three yeah, passes, and with with the chance to be the to hero, be the a two hero touchdown debut, debut, and it's a right, it's a pick that most people in Detroit loved. And I think, regardless of what you think about like Matthew Stafford, when you saw he had the ball with forty five ish seconds left, because of all the comeback drives that he has had, because the Lions have been so piss poor, and he's had to lead them back you probably felt pretty good about your chances of having a shot at the end zone. And then you get the the most gifted play you're ever going to get. Was it a tremendous play call? Did the defense break down? Doesn't matter. He was there with the chance to win the game. And just like Paul said, every single person, when they saw the ball hit him, jumped up. Right. Yeah, we got, we him. got him. Woo! And then you look back and the ball's just on the ground. You're like, oh no. I mean I mean that would have what been, just happened. That would have been and one the of the score on the bottom finishes. doesn't change. It's so dumb. It's like in the, like I'm I'm already adding this play in my mind to Stafford's comeback highlight reel. Like, look at this ball he put between two defenders in like an unbelievable spot. Like in it's like, how does this happen? And all the crap that led up to it, man. So you're up 23 to 6, and you settle for field goals, but whatever, you're still up 23 to 6. And and then you, you Prater misses a field goal, and it's not a chip shot. It's a 55 yarder, it's not a gimme. But, I mean, Prater's got the leg. And because he's got the leg, he doesn't have to overkick, which means he's not pushing a lot of those. And he's statistically, from 50, I, a lot of teams in the NFL would take kicks under 40 yards at the percent that Prater hits them over 50. Like, that's how good he's been. And he misses. And that sets them up with good field position. Our number one pick this year, third overall pick, Okuda, can't play this game. So we're already shorthanded in the secondary. Then, Justin Coleman, our prized free agent from last free agency, we gave a $9 million a year contract to play mostly slack corner. He's, a, he's, our, he's our best he, corner. He goes he. down. <laughs> then our Darius Slay replacement, Desmond Trufant, <laughs> goes down. Who's always injured. We have never had good depth again. at cornerback. We have hardly had enough good cornerbacks to field what looks like an NFL team. They usually don't. We just lost our top three cornerbacks for this game. We are playing guys that I had not heard of until they were getting beat 
or making tackles. You set them up in great field position. You have Miller and Allen Robinson and freaking Mitch Trubitsky, who looked like the dog shit player that he is for three quarters. And he is. I'm not trying to be mean. He's a bad NFL quarterback. He is not good. And even though he's towards the Lions, we still poo-pooed on him for three quarters. Finally, there's nobody to defend receivers. I mean, literally nobody. It, the one thing that I would defend this staff on is I don't know calling a defense what you can possibly do <laughs> at that point. My, I would just, I would probably be blitzing like six every play because I don't know what else to do. You yeah, just hope, that's what you, you have hope to for do. a miracle hope. because you can't hold up on the back end, right? It's impossible, and you hope that Trubs panics and misses on throws like he does. But there's plenty of open space. They get a quick touchdown. Then Stafford makes a tough pass. And it's one of those passes that I'm generally not mad with because the worst case scenario is an incompletion. He's trying to fit it into a tight window, but if it doesn't get there, it's getting knocked to the ground. Except because we're the Lions, Eddie Jackson makes a goddamn dolphin dive 20 feet to volley a ball. Literally, I, I don't know if you guys are fans of volleyball literally dives and volleys this ball 50 feet in the god dang air only for it to fall perfectly in the arms of Kyle Fuller. Which, by the way, if this if the Lions were on the other side of that, like if we were playing defense in that scenario, that gets caught for a touchdown by the offense. Just so, the, just <laughs> like so the, we're all it, the, the Whoever Auburn played that one year, the week before the kick six. <clears throat> yeah, they had so many miracle finishes, man, that year. So, and, and then, so again, great field position on just a wild play that it's like, how does that even happen? And yeah, people are, people that hate Stafford are going to be like, oh, you shouldn't have thrown that ball, whatever. But they score another touchdown. And then, what what did we do on offense this entire time? We played, as soon as we got that 23-6, we played incredibly conservative, right? Because that's what we do. We're not going balls to the wall. We're not trying to score. We're not trying to run up the score. We're just trying to juice the clock because God knows the best way to win a football game is to get a lead and then spend the rest of the time trying to bleed the clock try instead of trying to extend your lead. And because of that, we give them the ball again with no secondary to speak of just to watch them in what it felt like three plays. I don't even know how many plays it was. Score. It was like four. Another <laughs> like touchdown. It was a very quick drive. Another touchdown to take a 27-23 to 23 lead, right? Or 27-23. Yeah, 27-23 on, an, on a beautiful pass that Mitchell Trubisky will never, ever throw again in his well, entire life. So, and again, so Trubisky, as much as he sucks, when he builds a rhythm and builds a little confidence, he can be competent. Which, which is only when he plays the Lions. Which is only, He's a when, Lions only when killer. he plays the Lions. And because of everything that we allowed to happen up until then, he was capable of making that throw. He couldn't have made that throw in the third quarter, not in a million years. He didn't have it in him. But we built him up. Through three touchdown passes. We built him up to the point where he looked like Drew Brees at his best. Like, I I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And even... I know, he had that big scramble too. Even though all that happens. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that some point in the mix of all this... We made Mitchell Trubisky run backwards for 20 yards and cough up a fumble. And got that punt to bounce our way and then and did not score on that drive. still managed to play so conservative that we let them put it to 27-3 to with like a minute our, left. Our only game. sack of the game was a sack fumble for negative 30 yards. Unbelievable. And then 
even despite all that, we win the game. Except we don't win the game, but we were there. All that atrocity happens, and the offense and Stafford still get you to the finish line, and in the most Lions fashion ever. I, you couldn't... It's, there's no... It's really the most Lions fashion ever. I don't know if it's the worst Lions loss I've ever seen, but it's definitely the most Lions loss that I've ever seen. Well, the, like, it the might not be number one, one the in the power rankings. The worst one's obviously the Cowboys. Atlanta is up there. Seattle's up there. There's so many, though. I mean, but, there's just so many. Uh, but this had so been, many there's different There's been a few moments. against the Bears. There's been a few. Calvin Johnson. And Patricia, 0-5 against the, the Bears. Calvin this, Johnson. Catch. This other well, worst not team only that, in the division. They're, they were, what did they say? That they were in, the Lions had the lead going into the fourth quarter. Was it 10 right. times last year? And went three seven and one yeah, and three six and one. I, I don't think so, it was ten and, and thirteen in the last it's two years. It's out the of most their, in the NFL. Out of their last sixteen games, they've they've had a fourth quarter lead in eight of them. So yeah, that's I thought it was eight. I thought it was eight. Right, they they've lost those games, and in Patricia's entire tenure, which is thirty three games, uh, they've had the fourth quarter lead eleven times. Uh, and obviously lost those games. And like their last three openers, they had the debacle on Monday night against the Jets where they started off with the pick six and then Sam Darnold just tore them a new one. Last year, they were ahead 24-6 to six in the fourth quarter and then tied with the Cardinals. And this year, they're up 23-6 to six in the fourth quarter and then end up just losing outright it's, to Mitch Trubisky. It's so it's, and I think, and I don't want to be like my pain is greater than yours, but I feel like it kind of is. I, it's extra frustrating for me because at this point, like I expect nothing of the Lions and I don't even mind them losing because I just, I really want these guys fired and I want to move on. And if we could somehow get Trevor Lawrence by miracle, like that would make me extremely uh, happy, of course. I'm... So the, the losing isn't what bothers me so much. The only joy I get out of watching the Lions right now. Really, like the true joy. The one thing that I genuinely look forward to every Adrian time Peterson. I watch. I, I, he was a pleasant surprise. We can't – we'll be remiss if we don't mention him in a little what bit. What did he rush for, 95 no, yards, 97 yards? 92, I think, but maybe – either number could be right. I don't know exactly. Yeah, too bad we gave up six yards of pop to Tariq Cohen on the ground. <laughs> right? But I really enjoy watching Matthew Stafford. And even that, the incompetence around him – makes it less enjoyable. We literally dropped like four passes in his first eight passes. How- uh, you you know who led the team in targets, right? It was Cephas and, with 10. And you know how many if he caught Quinn out Cephas of 10? Quinn Cephas is your, was it two, right? Three. Three catches on 10 four? targets. Three. three catches on 10 targets. Jesus. My- like if Quinn Cephas is leading your team in targets, you're going to have a bad time. And the, the wild And they thing- almost didn't have a bad they time. They almost didn't have a bad time. <laughs> Had the a really good time for most is- of the game. The wild thing in all this is, as incompetent as the team is, as bad as the team is around Stafford, as much as we can't catch a freaking football that's right in your hands, as awful as this coaching staff is, you can easily say if we were healthy, you got Kenny Galladay, your corners are all healthy, that we win that game by 30 points. And that's not even like, that's like, I we could have won that game by 30 points yesterday not being healthy until things fell apart. Like, you're t- like Chicago's a shit show. They're a terrible terrible football team and Stafford is good enough and there is enough around him that with a little bit of decent health luck like average health luck they're gonna flop their way to eight disgusting wins this year to 
that that part doesn't matter so much to me. If they get to eight, I'll be kind of mad because my guess is they bring bring the boys back. How um, can you do? But that? even like the injuries, like Chicago, they obviously didn't have Khalil Mack. Did Robert Quinn end up playing? I know he was doubtful. I, I don't believe he played. I don't remember. And I think they would have got, obviously, more pressure on Stafford with those two. But you're up 23-6. to six. The team the other team might have the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And it's it, I know it's a division rival, so you should get a little bit up more for that game. Doesn't really matter that it's at home because there's no fans. Those are games that you just have to win when you have, what, 98% chance of winning going into the fourth quarter. But none of that matters because it's the Lions, because it's Matt Patricia, and then the stupid-ass comments after the game. Oh He's referencing God. a Super Bowl play from five fucking years ago when you weren't in goddamn Detroit. What do I care about that? <laughs> Why in my entire fucking life would I ever care about what you did five years ago in New England, oh my God. when you hired, you want to go home and talk about, hey, I'm had the best fourth quarter call in NFL history. Great. Your offensive coordinator is the motherfucker that decided to throw the ball and give you that interception in that same goddamn game. So either you're a genius or you just hired somebody who's really fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, a lot of I see I am not going to have a light editing time with this. <laughs> I you wanted to talk lions. You brought this on yourself. Apparently. <laughs> so to any any of our new fans, because I figure we'll have some we'll have some new clicks through Detroit Sports Nation uh, when we talk about when we talk about the Lions. Not very positive, and we're all well. Maybe Matt's not a Lions fan, but me and Paul Wait, are big. What are you Lions talking fans. about? Wait, we hold up. What? Well, I don't know. What? You didn't you didn't sound like a Lions fan last year. No, hang Maybe on. You are. I am wait, because gay. I was right at how bad they were, that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. Yes. No, it's not that you were right. Oh, I was right. I was damn near you, dead on. Stop. You were absolutely because, not. Because you take joy okay, in this. You were absolutely wait, hold on, right hold on, hold on. Hang on. I don't take joy stop. in this, but listen. Stop. Ryan, you saw what I posted the day after. So yet so yesterday. Is here's your memory on Facebook from five years ago, and what is it? It's an S O L <laughs> same old lion shirt, which obviously I posted to start that season when they blew the season opener of that game five years ago. So it's not that I'm not a Lions fan; it's that I've seen this shit before. Bro, bro you can't. It's so, not. You can't claim that you're right when your reason for being right is no, no, Matthew you can. Stafford got I absolutely hurt because can. the Lions Be- and shit happens and to because them. That, that is not true. a thing. But it's true. You can't, that's it is a not, thing. You can't it's absolutely that. a it's thing. Not just, it's not just shit happens that's out of their it's control. Both. It's like it's they, both. They yes. create all no, the shit. It's, it's, they got the shit, shit recipe. Whether they make it happen or it just happens to them. And then they just them. throw them in the pot. Shit and then happens with the Lions. And so, yes, I can claim being right on that. Because I predicted being right on that. That might be... That might be the best line anyone has ever spoken on this podcast. I literally I, said you, that when I picked I'm, their record I'm last year. You, I'm going to need you to repeat that for the audience. Okay. Literally, I said it last year at the start of the football season when we made our predictions. That shit happens to the Lions. Whether they create the shit it's themselves, that, whether they, so whether they you create did, you did the shit themselves, so like Ryan or did. if it Ryan, just happens to them. Ryan just spoke poetry, and you're ruining it. Okay. Yes. It's not that shit happens that's out of their control. They have the shit recipe that they just throw in the pot every single time they want to fuck you over, and then they just serve it to you and say, hey, here Lion's you go. Lion's gumbo. This is some bullshit. Beautiful. 
I mean, this but is... we would love to come in here and, and blow smoke and talk about. Oh my God, the Lions just ran through. Da da da. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It'd be a lie. It's so. And it, the sad thing is, Adrian Peterson exceeded everybody's expectation. Like I don't yep. care what you thought. <laughs> so you so I don't good. care <laughs> what you thought he was gonna bring to this team. He looked. He had more bursts than I've seen from a lot at age 34. This dude is 34 years old at a position that most people are done by the age of 30 in the NFL. And this man had more bursts than I've seen from a Lions back, and I don't even know how long. Carryon Johnson didn't have that burst. DeAndre Swift, I yeah. I didn't see it from him yesterday or Sunday or whatever the hell it got. Yeah, yeah. Hawkins, Hawkinson with a nice little line. I think it was five for 71 and a touchdown. I mean, it's so – we should be talking about today how we got off on a right on the right foot beating yep. an overmatched team. And then we had a positive start to the season and that everyone looked good. And it's like – and, oh, my God, we're going to be even better when Okuda comes back and – but no, it's the Lions. So we can't have normal football conversations. We have to talk about the goddamn paranormal that affects this team. <laughs> because what the hell was that stupid Disney basketball movie where the guy on the team died and he was like a ghost helping his team? We hey, have hold, that. Hold up. Hold up. Did you just call what? the sixth man a stupid Disney oh. <laughs> basketball movie? How I'm dare I'm mad, you? I'm mad and I'm hurt. I'm, I'm mad and I'm hurt, okay? And so, I'm pretty sure that wasn't listen. Disney. <laughs> I have Are that sure? movie somewhere. I, I don't know. I don't, Disney, Disney be killing people off, except it wasn't a parent. No. So maybe it wasn't I Disney. I own that movie. We have, have that. You, you, of course okay, you do. Okay, so regardless, it, it, it probably got smacked out in our sports Marlon, Marlon Wayans and Kadeem Harrison. Baby. Remember when he's sitting on the rim, just swatting the other team's shit away? <laughs> yep. You remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. That is what happened when Stafford threw that pass at the end of the game. We had <laughs> a goddamn paranormal moment. We had a ghost knocking the ball out of DeAndre Swift's hands. Like, nope, you're the Lions. Can't have that. Some bullshit. I'm over it, man. I'm so. Susie caught him. He just. That's what it's like, and it's and I did no expectations for this team, none. But then, they suck you in. <laughs> it's like it's uh, it, the position we had no business after blowing the game, winning the game. And then somehow we were there. No, of course winning we the did, because the Bears are not a good team, so we absolutely have business still. Their defense isn't bad. You shouldn't. Uh, it's, bad, it's bad without Khalil uh, Mack and Robert. A, a rookie should not be but able I mean, to get I mean, to a we spot were down like that. A hundred cornerbacks. So, and what after Trufant went out, Trubisky went nine for eleven, three touchdowns, and uh, one hundred fifty yards or some shit, maybe like one hundred eighty. So sad, man. This sucks. So dumb. <laughs> I hate this team. All right. On, can we, on the can plus we move side, on there to was other good. NFL teams at least? Yeah, the yeah. No, let's do football? that. Well, so there was – so Matt finally got his dream matchup. Uh, Brady played Breeze over the weekend. Ten years later. Yeah, right? Um, Wonderful. It's like when I got Manny Pacquiao versus freaking Mayweather. It's like, thanks a lot. <laughs> that's a, that's, that that's a really good that analogy. That is good because that's kind of what it looked like. Um, although I do think the midseason redux will be a lot better. I hope so. Um, I hope we get there. Well, so my bigger I hope concern, Arians doesn't come out after midseason and say, that wasn't Tom Brady. <laughs> like, hold on, bro. What? <laughs> No, I, I honestly, I'm more concerned about Breeze than I am Brady, and I don't know how much of that game that you guys watched. Uh, um, I live here, so I watched it. <laughs> okay, so 
you you can you can chime <laughs> in if option. you agree if you disagree. So I noticed two things. One, Breeze Breeze at the beginning of the last season physically looked and threw the ball a lot better than he did in the season opener. On top of that, the game plan for the Saints and their offensive play calling was one that felt like it did not trust Drew Brees to make the throws. Mm. And that is just as concerning and damning to me is the fact that it looked like he couldn't make the throws. Now, on the flip side, Tom Brady had not a great game. But I see all the pieces. So Tom Brady actually threw the ball with more oomph than you might have expected. Like, it wasn't bad. Like he Yeah, still he overshot like... a freaking running back on an out by, like, <laughs> 35 feet. He still Threw looked way like an head. NFL starting quarterback arm strength-wise. And arm strength's never been his game, but at this point, you're almost just waiting for his arm to fall off where he looks like Peyton Manning late in his career after neck surgery finally took him down for good. He had the zip, and his mistakes were more trying to do things he shouldn't, not being on the same page as rece- with his receivers like Mike Evans, a uh, little bit of questionable decision-making, things that are all very easily correctable and should get better the more time on task he has with this team. Whereas Breeze, to me, I'm concerned. And it's one game, and I want to stress very much that let's not overreact to one game, but if you want to discuss what you've seen and if it could matter going forward, there has to be con- some concern about Breeze and is this the beginning of a decline? I'm not going to say the end, but like a real decline. I mean, eh, uh, so a real decline, I think, is an important caveat because he's been declining, but he was just so good already that even his decline is like, well, he's still, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, oh, he's still one of the best. For sure. And I watched watched a, uh, a lot of that game. Um, the I think it was only the what the third quarter where the Saints had like six yards of total offense. Yeah, it was a bad they looked quarter. really bad there. <laughs> and I know uh, I think Michael Thomas was dealing with some hamstring thing, but that's going to be Breeze's game to me anyway. M- more so, like what you saw, it's not necessarily going to be pushing the ball down the field. And I think that's where the concern comes because even in the last couple of years, the big narrative around the Saints has been. Where you've seen Breeze be like really sharp in the beginning of the season. And then in the postseason, when probably his body's a little bit more beat up, he's a little bit more tired, that's when he turns into, you know, like dink and dunk or those more um, middle of the road routes. And I think it it can work. Um, and some of the receivers that they have, and you know, Kamaro's a really good back too. And they have a pretty good tight end with Jared Cook. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously concerning if your quarterback's not able to push the ball downfield, and then you still got to keep him, you know, obviously upright, and he's got a pretty quick release anyway. But if you start hitting him to where even those shorter passes become more taxing on his body, then that's when I think the Saints will really, uh, you know, kind of go into a go into a downspin, and that's one of the reasons that they ended up bringing in Jameis. I don't think he got any run yesterday. No. Um, and I know Taysom got, uh, you know, he, he played running back um, for, for a couple series. But I do think if Breeze goes down there in, in a little bit of a better shape, depending on what Jameis is able to do, 
with, you know, than they were last year, depending on what James is able to do. But you still need Drew Brees to be there to accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. And, you know, they tried to go out and sign Jadavian Clowney. So that tells you their mindset is, hey, we got to win now because Brees doesn't have a lot of years left. They had that report that, like, uh, they're really interested in Brady because NBC made Brees that really big offer to say, hey, don't come play football, come announce for us. Um, so, you know, they were pursuing Tom Brady, and they're just in win now mode. And this isn't what we're talking about, but there's a team that, you know, maybe may make a big trade. Say they bring in Allen Robinson, who you saw in the last hour or so, uh, you know, re- requesting to trade. I would watch for a team like the Saints. So, I, you know, I see what, what you guys both saw in this game. And obviously, you know, you got the, the, the two living legends who are at the end of their their time as starting quarterbacks. But with Breeze, you know, he had a weapon that he really had last year in Michael Thomas that was, you know, the Bucks obviously focused on. He did not have that much time to work with Emmanuel Sanders, who I think will be a very important number two receiver going forward this year for the Saints. Uh, but obviously in a COVID world that we're in, they didn't get the practice together like they should. They didn't get the preseasons like they should. So all of this is still kind of learning for the for them as far as the newer weapons that Drew Brees has. And the Bucks. I mean, let's be honest, both defenses came to play pretty well in that game. You know, they both did a good job of disrupting what the quarterbacks wanted to do. Um, Tom Brady obviously had a great first drive. And then after that, really didn't have much of anything until, you know, later on when the Saints were already comfortably ahead. But with Drew Brees, you know, yeah, the numbers weren't high. The yards per attempt, yards per completion, all that weren't that high. Michael Thomas did not have a great game by any means. Uh no one really had a great game as far as receiving end on either side. I mean, Godwin, I think, had the best of everybody. Even his wasn't that great. So neither quarterback really, you know, shined in week one. But I think this is just something that might be a bit of an overreaction this early. I understand who the names are and what they've done and how old they are. But I think this is something that by week three and four, with more time to work with their receivers, I think we're going to see at least a, a glimmer of what they were. There's no way they're going to put up what they put up three, you know, three, four years ago. There's just not. But I think what we saw on Sunday from them is on the worse end of what they do and not just what they do now. So I saw some shocking scores throughout this weekend. You know, I have shocking? Friends, shocking scores. Yes. Shocking any, scores. Hold, I, is that not a little hyperbole? Is there anything really shocked? Yes. Yes. There are two that really flat out shocked me. I did not think in a million years the Jags were going to beat the Colts. I did not think in a million years that the Washington football team was going to beat the Eagles. And both of those things happened. So hold on. I Jags Colts is no, I, I didn't pick the Jags to beat the Colts. But let's think for a second here. What we have going on? We have a new quarterback, right? And it's Philip Rivers, know, though. A new quarterback on a new team, as we know, this takes time. Just like it's we a see Hall of Famer, Bucks, though. Just like you see every time. Not only do we have a new quarterback, but we have a new, very old quarterback, and a new, very old quarterback, as great as he is, with a propensity for throwing interceptions. He does not have a ton of weapons at his disposal. He lost one of them during the game. And the he Jaguars... throwing to Marlon Mack anyway. The Jaguars are a bunch of <laughs> young, young players with nothing to lose. They were at home. Now, yes, it's not traditional home game, 
Yeah, and Philip Rivers is an outdoor quarterback. He spent his career playing outdoors in San Diego, so it's not like but that affects Min- him. Minshew, 19 of 20. We yeah, see, that was just stupid. We see crazy scores every year in the NFL. I don't think, given the circumstances, this one is anything out of whack. I, I, what I will give you more is the second game you mentioned. How? How does? How do you? I don't. How do you lose to that football team? That football team is so bad. Shame on you, Philadelphia. Shame on you, Carson Wentz. Yeah, they're trash. And yo, I'm gonna say it now. I've been thinking it for a while. The Eagles were better with Nick Foles. Stop! Don't nope. stop! I don't care stop. about numbers. <laughs> I don't care about anything stop. that stats that show otherwise. I care about how the team played in general. I don't care about the facts. I care about the feels and the feels. BDN ran that team a hell of a lot better than Do Carson Wentz. Do you understand Wentz. that barring a late season injury, Carson Wentz would have an MVP? Yeah, I understand that. What has he been since? Jack shit. He's been he was great leading up to that injury, and I agree with you. The Eagles were flying with him, but after that, it was BDN, and they should have stuck Washington, with BDN the next year. So first now, of all, how about you? How about you don't let him get sacked? So done. first of all. Washington BDM is not escaped. going to be a bad football team for a long time. They have been slowly but intelligently building. They have a good group of players on defense, and they have a pretty darn good football coach. Oh, like, yeah. Love, love Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera knows how to coach the game of football. He certainly knows how to gather a locker room and get a team to play together. Now, whether he can keep it that way, that remains to be seen. But this is another young, very hungry football team with nothing in the world to lose, no pressure on them at all, and with with a good defense. In a good defense, everyone gets all goo-goo over the offensive bullshit, but it's still defense that carries the day. And you've seen that because they made Carson Wentz play like dog shit. And, and yeah, yes, I, I will go. This was Washington beating the Eagles by 10 was a big surprise. Like, I'll give you that was a shot. Wasn't it 17 nothing? Seven. Yeah, it might have been 17 nothing. I think it was 17 nothing. I think Philly was. Um, Philly was and they ripped off 27 straight. Um, uh, Chase Young getting a sack in a fourth fumble in his debut. Though it was early. It was early. It was 17 to 7 at half. It's not like they were in a huge. It's not like it was 23 to 6 in the fourth quarter. Or something like that. No, but Nothing. still, you you run off seventeen, eight, and then you can't eight, do a damn six. thing afterwards. Like that's lions esque. <laughs> uh, it was very lions like actually. Very very. You know, keep Carson Wentz upright, or you're not going I'm nowhere. Very disappointed in Philadelphia. Very I, disappointed so we, in a few teams. The Niners, shame on you. I understand. Cardinals are not a bad team. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Uh, they were a lot of fun yeah, to watch Cardinals, last year. Let's go, but they're going to be fun to watch in general. But shame on you, Niners, for blowing that game. We, uh, we, we're we talking about a lot of sad things, to be honest. <laughs> like, And it's kind of depressing. We're talking about all the ways that teams and people and we suck. I want to do a quick rundown on things that didn't surprise me. Things that you could say uh, but called it. I say but before though the big my biggest surprise was goddamn Aaron Rodgers. See, that's okay. See, and that he tore Minnesota apart. And I never thought he was as washed as like maybe you did. But I thought Minnesota was a good defense and Aaron Rodgers just told us What's all, wild no, is that, shove it that up leads right into my number one thing that I was not surprised about. I was not surprised 
that Aaron Rodgers put on a vintage performance. And as much as I've shit on him in the past, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has a very vintage season and puts himself back in that conversation as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and in the MVP conversation for a multitude of reasons. One. You don't need Adams to stay healthy for that to happen. Numero uno. I don't necessarily know if that's true. Because you know how I feel about wide receivers. Very overrated position. Most in football. Number one. Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove this season. More than he has had to prove in forever. And you can talk all you want about what that should mean and the drive to win in general and how that should affect the player. But especially a guy as arrogant as him, he is going to do whatever it takes to prove that he is not washed and he is not as old as if he feels, by the way. He's not He's not Tom Brady old. Um... He is out on a mission to prove he's not washed. I think the Packers team, and I don't know why, it's crazy to me that the best team the Packers have had in forever is the most slept on team that the Packers have had. They have the most complete team that they've had in years. And just because of the perception of Rodgers has rightfully taken a downturn, now everyone's all of a sudden sleeping on the team, despite for so long them being propped up as Super Bowl contenders, despite not having a team capable of doing it. It blows my mind how this gets switched around. They actually have a pretty decent team, and they have a coach that is willing to play to what the team needs and the strengths. Now, I'm not here to tell you that Freddie Kitchens is some great, awesome coach. I didn't even like the hire, but... He is not Mike McCarthy stubborn that we have Aaron Rodgers and everything be damned. We're just going to throw the ball every play and let Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants to do. That's not how you win football games. And I've talked about this before. Aaron Rodgers going off script has hurt the team far more than it's helped them. And in the last few years, he's been so, so risk averse that he, he's there's no – yeah, he's not throwing interceptions, but he's not doing anything to help the team either. So his numbers look good, but he, they're not winning – as much as they should, I think I mean, they won a shitload of games. Last year. I think, yeah, they won the division. Like I said, they would. They won the. Me too. They just won more games than I thought they division. would. Division. <laughs> they won third to thirteen good three. Division. What What did they do in the playoffs last year? Not, they nothing. They didn't have anybody. <laughs> there was nobody I, left for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. This year, you have a motivated Rodgers with the most complete team they've had in a while. Eh, a they're still iffy on wide receiver. They got much one. More, much more buy-in to the coaching system. Less willing to go off script. More willing to take chances. I think, and I'm not, listen. He could suck next week and the week after. And they could go 8-8. Eight and eight, and this could I, be Against us? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's a possibility in the realm. I'm just saying, it did not surprise me at all to see what he did to the Vikings, especially the Vikings. So the Vikings, who I've loved forever, this is not going to be a great year for them because they have done nothing to build around Kirk Cousins since signing Kirk Cousins. They have lost a lot of the talent they had, and they haven't replenished much of it. I I don't see – they don't have a great offensive line. Their defense is falling apart. Their secondary that was a strength for so long is no longer a strength. They're playing young, young kids back there. To watch Aaron Rodgers pick them apart, no surprise. And don't be surprised when he keeps doing it. Not surprising elsewhere. Mahomes and Russell Wilson are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. How you, you, know, you going to say that when Gardner Minshew went 19 of 20? 
Shut up. Stop True. it. Stop it. I love With the best stash in all of sports. Stop it. Derek Carr, good NFL quarterback. Hey, best game of the weekend, Raiders-Panthers. Not true. Yes, uh, true. Rams-Cowboys, but no. regardless. Yeah, Rams a contender again. Uh, no, Cowboys are just not good. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if either of those things are true. It's too early to say what the Rams are. I mean, McVay's a great coach. That's why this is week one uh, overreactions. Jared Goff is it's not too early for still nothing. Jared Goff. Um, Jared Ramsey isn't going to be be able to create phantom push-offs. That's, Jalen, that's Jalen's worst cousin? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, that's a little fruity and slip. No, that was, no he just got done watching seven games of Kyle Lowry. It is, it is wild. It is so wild how upset I get at the lack of offensive pass interference calls. And then they call a complete phantom one to literally screw the Cowboys, who I wanted to lose the game anyway. It's just that wasn't very phantom. weird stuff. It was there. Just stop it. Sold it. Stop it. There was not in any re- Honestly, you had just as much, if not more, of a case to call pass interference on Jalen Ramsey. Maybe more. Well, he, he had his arm well. while the ball was in the air. That was wild to me. He literally just freed himself and is like, no. But whatever. I wasn't – like, I was kind of sad because I hate when calls get missed. But at the same time, I'm like, F the Cowboys. So, whatever. Uh, but no, Derek Carr, good NFL quarterback. I'm sick of the Derek Carr slander. It never goes away. I don't know why. He is a good quarterback. And I think he's going to show a lot of people that this year. People wanted the Raiders to take a quarterback this year, like in the draft. Do you know how god dang insane that is? Wild. So wild, man. He was so money before he got hurt, what, a year and a half ago? It was in the MVP discussion. It was two and a half years ago. Yeah, but. two and a half years ago. And that's the thing is that the Raiders just hadn't been good since. And so you look at the quarterback, but it's like, no, there were a lot of other issues that Oakland now Las Vegas has had to deal with. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're in a rough, rough to be at the def- defending champs there who are going to steamroll everybody, but they got a good, they got a good a shot as anybody in that division to have a second place and maybe try and fight away for a wild card. Burst. Ryan Tannehill, solid NFL quarterback. Say it, Ryan. Absolutely not. God, the hate for no reason. No reason. It's 16 points. What do you want me to say? The kicker missed how many field goals? Four field goals. I don't care about Four that. Four field goals they missed. Kicker field goals. Four field goals they, they missed. They gave the ball to Derrick Henry 31 Why times. Why is he converting him into first downs? It's true. Uh, how about you get him in the red zone and make those uh, kicks a little closer? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, I, I like uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> last, last one. Uh, rookie quarterback should not start in the NFL under any circumstances. Uh, he makes it. He makes it. Um, what do you mean? Too. Joe Come Burrow was fine. No, no, he wasn't. What are you talking about? He wasn't about? fine. No, he, he wasn't. Was. You're the hater. He, I love Joe Burrow. No, I really didn't. do. <laughs> well, apparently not. No reason for rookie quarterbacks starting no, the NFL. I, I, stunts I their growth. Uh, you, want, you, you wanted to keep it stunts, Andy it, it does more Crazy. harm than good. It, Joe Burrow can still be a good quarterback. He didn't. It's not like he had a disaster game, and he set them in position to tie it up and go to overtime. But, I mean, nobody can kick a field goal this weekend, apparently. I mean, Jesus. I, kicking's been getting worse in the NFL for like a hot minute, it feels like, uh, after decades of improvement. But Jesus, this weekend, man. Oh, my God. And so maybe it, part of it is because so many washed old kickers are just talking, being, talk about missed field goals. So many old washed kickers being recycled. But, I mean, why haven't we had young kickers, like, coming up to take the mantle? Where are these guys? I mean, we need to steal some soccer players. Jesus they're, Christ. They're, they're playing over in Europe now. That's the problem. I it, This is the Lions' fault. Everything could be kicking we, for the Lions right we, now, kicking 70 yards. Had we yarders. kept Kickalicious... We win the Super Bowl that year, 
and more young kickers get their shot. But we didn't do that, and we saw what happened. Um, no, I, I'm I'm so over rookie quarterbacks being thrust into the fire. It, it just it's not necessary, and for no reason. Why Andy Dalton like was the perfect guy to just let him teach. Andy Dalton was fine. He's not a bad NFL quarterback. He's not a good NFL quarterback either, but he's fine. Andy Dalton is the line for, like, if you're better than him, you're a franchise quarterback, right? I think it was Bill Barnwell that used to write about this. If you're better than Andy Dalton, you're a franchise quarterback. If you're worse than Andy Dalton, then your team is looking— I didn't know Tyrod Taylor was a franchise quarterback. Your team is looking for a franchise quarterback. But if you are Andy Dalton, you're just Andy Dalton. Like, that's what he is, right? He is the perfect guy in, with talent around him in a healthy team. Andy Dalton has been fine. He is the perfect guy to lead a fine team that could maybe even make the playoffs in the Bengals this year and let Burrow sit for a year like Patrick Mahomes had the luxury of doing before then getting the job and being thrown in when he's truly ready. This only can ruin Burrow's career. Him starting this when season. Burrow's already 30. He should be ready <laughs> now. 13? You mean 13, right? No, 30. 13. Closer to 30 than he is 13. It doesn't look like it or sound like it. I'm trying to think who the last, who it worked out for last as far as being a rookie quarterback and thrust into it. Russell Wilson. I was going to say Russell Wilson or, you know, Andrew Luck. Uh, I'm, I mean, Dak had a good rookie year. He didn't start out starting, but after Tony Romo went down, they kept him. And, and he was in the perfect spot, so he didn't have to start right away. And he, he was able to sit a little bit. And then Romo and went down. also a very run-heavy offense. Perfect, perfect then, place. Uh, great skill position players, then, great offensive line, good smart coaching. They didn't ask him to do shit. If you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. But and now I, they are, he and he can't do shit. Uh, Andrew, and then Lam- he, Lamar took the Ravens to 6-1 and one and put him in the playoffs. But again, he didn't start and until the start right away. No, we're talking about actually yeah. season starts and they start. Nine, Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck are the last two that have had And Andrew Luck, I would argue, it hurt him. Andrew Luck never, what even when healthy, came close to living up to the hype, despite having all the talent in the world, and then washed out, yes, due to injury part, but, I mean, we never like saw what we were promised with Luck, and I think a lot of that is being thrust into not great spot as a rookie. I think he would have been much closer to Mahomes than he was what he was, than if he hadn't been. And so many quarterbacks get ruined, and Despite all the overwhelming evidence that when guys sit, they have such a better chance of producing at that level. Look at look at Dwayne Haskins thrown in last year. Like, who wants to be like he's, that? He's no Kyler whether, Murray. Whether you sure. thought he was going to be good or not, why are you doing this to the man? Well, I mean, hang on. Wait, hang on. Haskins, Did he start week one? Wait, hold no? up. Haskins, there were some other things. I mean, first of all, Alex Smith almost dies. <laughs> That plays a factor in Haskins all of a sudden being thrown into the spotlight. And then so there was another quarterback in between else. before Haskins. Yeah, you can just was sign Colin Colt McCoy? It was Colt McCoy, right? They had Colt McCoy as the backup, and he broke his leg or broke his shoulder or something. And so now you have your rookie quarterback. I think Haskins is a different situation. They didn't want him to take the reins right then and there, but yeah, everyone no, else got hurt it before. It didn't look like Haskins Haskins started week one. He only has 10 games played in his career. Yeah, that, 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 yeah so including, there, was, there were other ones. The, including Sunday. Did Cam start right Obviously. away at Carolina, or did they have someone else first for a minute? I don't think he sat behind, like, Jake Delholm. Hold on, let me see. No, but, like, uh, Anderson or whatever? Derek Anderson? Wait, oh, did you Jerry say Anderson, Cam? That's funny. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, Cam. Cam started right away, I think. He has a number one overall pick, though, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your number one overall pick. Yeah, Cam, two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, how how you like that Cam debut mm-hmm. in New England? Bill, Bill and Bobby. Actually, most, did most runs Bill, in a game yeah, ever yeah, for him in a in a regular in a regulation? Yeah, Deshaun. He, he started. He started sixteen games in two thousand eleven. When did Deshaun start? So Deshaun didn't start right away, did he? Watson. Uh, no, no, I got it right here. He played seven games. Started was it, six. Was it Yates? Who started six games his rookie year. Um, might have been. That's embarrassing. No, no, wasn't it Brock Osweiler? Was it Brock? That's embarrassing. Too. No, it might not have been Brock. It might not have been him at that time. Oh God, I don't know. Ryan, what you think of uh, of Cam's debut in uh, New England? Yeah, I love oh. it. I don't know that he'll be able to run that much because it seemed like nah, he got can't. hit almost every time <laughs> that he started running. But I loved it, and the teammates love him, and I like that Bill's embracing, uh, Bill's letting him basically, you know, embrace his personality and bring bring that charisma to his team because the team, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's a captain, and the team is what? just all all aboard the Cam train. Which, if you have Cam, you need that team oh, to oh, rally around oh, him like and able to hit hit what your potential ceiling is with the Cam Newton quarterback team. I love Cam though, so I was happy. It's crazy how how like Belichick gets these guys, you know, the the Randy Mosses, the Rodney Harrisons, the Wes Welkers, you know, now the Cam Newtons. You're bringing these these studs in who, for whatever reason, their own team and other teams don't pick them up, and you just let Bill Belichick, out of all people, you let Bill Belichick have these guys, and the rest of the league still ain't learned its lesson, and they let Cam Newton, former MVP. <laughs> Go to New England, who is in desperate need of a quarterback to replace Tom Brady. And instead of having to just deal with whoever they got in the draft of years past, you now give them a former MVP to see if they can make a, what, 12th straight division title, if they can pull this off. And so real and quick. now they're about to pair him with Allen Before Robinson. I sign off on Cam Newton, right? I just want to inform the discussion. TJ Yates started three games that year. Tom Savage. Yeah, I'm looking at Tom it. Savage started seven games that year, and uh, and then Deshaun. Jesus Christ, who in the hell is Tom Savage? <laughs> oh well, a backup for many years. And then Deshaun's. Oh, Deshaun I thought it was many years. Actually, hold up, I'm tripping. He was Two only. Years? Never mind. <laughs> no, yeah, not many, not many years at all. I thought he was a backup forever. He was not. He played three years, 2014, not even consecutive. 14, 16, and 17. So, moral of the story, let your rookie quarterbacks acclimate. It's much better for them. Uh, Cam Newton, it, they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Um, obviously, I mean, who didn't think it was a good sign? Great budget signing for New England. I mean, to get... When can you just find a quarterback like Cam Newton? Not to mention the way they got him to replace Tom Brady is wild. But... They did exactly what I expected them to do, which is why I was hoping they signed Fournette. I thought he would be such a great fit. Just building a power run game in play action game, like an offense is predicated on just pounding the rock with both your massive quarterback and your multi multitude of backs, and then just punishing teams in play action. Like So when you have to defend your backfield that's getting the ball all the time, you also have to defend the option and the quarterback that's going to keep it all the time. And then, oh, by the way, this might be a pass play. It makes everything so much easier. And Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are the perfect coaches to pull this off. I love everything that they're doing. You saw 
what you saw from Cam Newton that he hasn't been allowed to do in forever and maybe even hasn't been capable of doing is efficiency. He was yeah. efficient running 15, that offense. 15 and 19 passing? It, you could, now, listen, Miami. Oh, they, they, they ran the ball 42 yeah. times. Miami, not a good football team. It's not going to be like this every week. I get no. it. But I'm not, not gonna not gonna go out and succeed. You couldn't have uh, <laughs> shut up. You couldn't have a better start. And it's it's exactly what they should. And let's let's be real. Cam Newton at times has been babied out of fear of him getting hurt and them needing Cam. Bill Belichick has no qualms about running him into the ground. He if he needs to, he will let Cam run it twenty five times a game. That's a good thing. For both Cam and the team. That's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a good thing for Cam. I do. That, that man has been hit Cam, so much since it 2011. It makes him so much more effective. And if you look at the most damaging hits he's taken, it's not while running the football. And no, I'm not I saying, not, I'm not saying he hasn't. Yeah, no, and that, no, that's a really good point because Cam is built, built. Where I think... He can take you know ten hits a game He's running. Huge. If they're like, I'm gonna throw my if I, like if I'm gonna throw my shoulder into you, that's different than if I got my arm hanging because I just threw a pass and then someone comes and you know smacks me and now my shoulders out of my like, socket. Like if Cam runs through a defensive tackle, it doesn't blow your mind. That's how big the dude is. Like he is a massive dude. It, it's not. It, it's not that he hasn't taken hits running over the years, but so many of the crushing hits that he's taken have been while trying to pass the ball anyway or scrambling out of the pocket like if you run the offense right he's going to take less punishing hits especially when the other team is guessing and grasping at straws I I think this is a great match and I really like what I've seen there and I really like what I've seen from Cam he's playing within within the system that they're building to his strengths and that's why Josh McDaniels is the perfect coach and Bill Belichick is the perfect coach for him because they're going to play to to what their offense can do and build around that rather than trying to make Cam do things that he's not going to. I mean, a couple years ago, they tried to make Cam a pocket passer that threw deep all the time. I don't, I don't know if it's the same year, but there's the one year before he got hurt or he was like super effective in the first six or seven games or whatever, like rushing and passing in Carolina. And then obviously he got hurt and everything else kind of went to shit. But the first six games, I think he was completing like 68% of his passes or something. And he was solid rushing, and then it just happened. So I hope we get more of that, Cam, because I really do like Cam. Uh, I liked him since college. And, no, he's always been one of my favorite players in the NFL to watch. Okay, so despite the super effectiveness and Miami not being a good team, the Patriots only put up 21 points. Any concern or just week one and this is going to grow and they're going to figure Bro, out. They ran the ball 42 times. How many possessions did they even have? <laughs> well, not enough. They got into the end. Yeah, zone. A... I mean, I, I, a, I, I got a, a, so, a lot of running. So I'll tell you. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, games are going to be a lot quicker in New England than they used to be. That's for damn sure. So I want to see real quick. So we Let had, we had. Uh, I'm not going to count the end of game drive. Obviously, um, we're going to say, and that one ended. So in that, so they had a 12, 12 play, 80 yard drive that ended in a fumble, right? So the and they missed a field goal. Jesus. So they only had. Oh my lord, they had one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, eight real drives, and they got 21 points. So, like, a really, really good NFL offense is getting three points a drive. So, it's 24 points, right? So, they're not too far under that. And you look at that, an 80-yard drive that ended in a fumble. That would have obviously been points. They turned the ball over. They had a missed field goal. So, that would have been your 24. That's three points a clip on your drive. They only had eight drives. Most teams, most teams get 12, 14 drives in a football game, 12 to 15 drives in a football game. So that's, that's why I hate when you just, when people look at score, um, a couple years ago, people were saying the Lions defense was good because their points per game average was fine. Well, we had a stupid grind it out and bend don't break on defense. So we just had long possessions on both sides and no one ever had the ball many times. So I don't want to points per game. I'm not worried about, I want to see what they do with the ball when they have it on the field and they were efficient. They were fine. Like I, I want to pull DVOA yeah, up to fully answer that question. 30, 35 minutes of possession, 35 to 25. I mean, it's fantastic. Four four trips to the red zone, converted in three of them. Hmm. They have three touchdowns. Uh, Matt's still unimpressed. They have three touchdowns. <laughs> they have twenty one points. Michelle had one. Cam had one, and Cam threw one. Cam had two. No, Cam ran for two, and Michelle ran for one. Oh, Cam ran for two. Okay. So this is adjusted. For, it counts for everything, including team that you play against. Uh, New England offensive DVOA. Third in the NFL week one. That's max efficiency, dude. Yeah. There you have him here. You heard Number it one rushing offense. New England. Efi- third best number, offense. Number NFL. one offensive rushing the ball efficient, efficiency-wise. That's all I want to see. Right. I mean, that's, that's perfect for them. So are you so high on them that you are going to pick them to win the East? No. In large are? part. Yes. In large part. Nope. I've seen enough Patriots. In large part because they're missing uh, – good chunk of players um not as concerned on defense just because of who the coach is um they lost some key contributors on defense that sat out the season or defected in the offseason um but i think bill belichick can put competence there not to mention they have arguably the best cornerback in the nfl to anger that defense uh offensive side of the ball they lost offensive linemen which they couldn't really afford to lose um i think ironically this offense that they're running will help their offensive linemen a lot um, and they have some young guys that are stepping up, one of which actually Michael Onwenu out of Michigan is a sixth-round pick this year, uh, played a good amount of stamps, snaps and really held his own. Young guys like that coming up would be huge for them going forward, but it remains to be seen if they can continue their ascension. Uh, and the Bills have a pretty darn complete football team. I know that Ryan hates Josh Allen, and Josh Allen is not the epitome of consistency or efficiency, but at the end of the day, day he does get some stuff done it's crazy josh allen no matter what you think about him whether you think he's average a superstar or trash you can make a legitimate case for it both with re- real plays and statistics like you can make the case anyway uh probably fall somewhere in the middle how much better he can get we don't know but the bills ha- have a more complete football team they don't have kim's probably a better quarterback than josh allen at this point um, and they don't have Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. But overall, they're probably a better football team. So I'm not ready right now to say New England is there. But if I had to pick, if you made me choose, like I had to put money on it, I would probably pick New England. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Are your wife and brother torturing children in the background? Can you hear that? I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill someone. Give me just a second. Give me a fucking second. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> 
right. So, Ryan, did you uh, did you make a prediction on the uh, the East? You got uh, Bills or Pats? You He's got Pats, Pats, right? He was Pats, Pats all the way. Pats. All right, so let's let's stick with the uh, with the AFC. So move on to the North, and is everyone on Baltimore, or is anyone picking yeah, the Steelers? Absolutely. I know you on Baltimore, Paul. I Baltimore is the most complete team, but well, let's go Bengals. Man, it's this, so the thing is, like, I just I can't. I don't know about Big Ben anymore, man. Like he's so old, and I don't know how much he has left. That yeah, Steelers, he, he defense, got all of last year off. The thing is, that Steeler defense is really, really good. Three touchdowns yesterday, and we've seen that Baltimore offense crumble against great defenses. Not in the regular season. <sighs> That's the thing. Not in the, if 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 I if these two teams play each other in the playoffs, I'm probably picking the Steelers. If I'm picking Whoops. who's going to win the most games out of 16, but Pittsburgh gets the easier schedule too. Does Pittsburgh have an easier schedule? Um, I mean they should. Weren't they third or fourth? Yeah, I mean in the you division would think they they didn't. Yeah, right. They didn't win the division. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. And Baltimore well, I mean, gets the first place schedule. The Steelers get I, the third place schedule. Maybe I don't know. Um, no, they had to be second because they were still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, remarkably, Jesus yeah, they had to, really? yeah, Hodges they had to be and above, Rudolph. Above it's hard to choose, man. I'm Super. gonna be, I'm just, I'm gonna be contrarian and go with the go with the team I want to win it and say Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore is probably the best team, but Pittsburgh's defense is awesome. I in the playoffs, I really do think if these two teams face each other, Pittsburgh will win. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh because I can for the for the division, even though it's probably wrong. I think Baltimore for the division, but I do agree with you. I think if they go head to head, I like Pittsburgh's chances. Uh, we can skip the West. Is anyone picking anyone besides Kansas City? Uh, no. Okay. And you want to go over those options? We no, got the Chargers. Not. We got <laughs> the Broncos and the Broncos. No, nope, we nope, got the Raiders. No. Listen, okay. the Raiders. Second place. I think will make the playoffs. second place. Raiders, right? Hey, buddy. Yeah, Raiders are gonna make the playoffs. Raiders uh, is it Raiders Broncos, and then what's the other team just suck? The Chargers. I mean, the Chargers. Everything Raiders, you know, Broncos, rookie Chargers. quarterback, rookie. I mean, not rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback. Well, not not rookie quarterback. quarterback. Tyrod Taylor might as might as yeah, well be the a Raiders because I love I, I love Jacobs. All right, so the big one is the South. Where are we going with the South? Tennessee is an option. Indianapolis can still be an option. Apparently, Jacksonville can be an option, and we know Houston, who's won it a lot of the years, is absolutely an option. Who's winning the AFC South? Man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put faith in Deshaun, even though I hate his head coach. So, so much do I hate that head coach. <laughs> and even the rest of the roster. It's probably stupid. I'm just going to go with the the best quarterback in the I mean, it's not stupid. They've won the damn thing, I think, the last three years or I three mean, of the last four years. I know, but but I hate Bill O'Brien so much in picking coaches that I hate to win divisions. Burns it's, my soul it's either, because that's it's how they either keep their jobs. Be Indy or, it's either going to be Indy or Tennessee. The, the, the Texans aren't winning the division. The problem with Indy is they can win the division and they can also finish fourth in the division. And I'm not sure which yet. Yeah. Pre- I don't think they can finish behind Jacksonville. Preseason, uh, did you watch the game Sunday? I mean, they lost, but over 16 games, you're not picking that Jacksonville team over Indianapolis. No, you're not picking them over them. No, you're not. I'm not saying I, I don't even know it's a possibility that Jacksonville wins more than four games. 
Um, and they already got so one out the way. So preseason, I would have picked Indy. You already see the cracks. They're already a game back in division. They lost a divisional game already. And, I mean, I like Tennessee's complete team. I'm still going to pick Indy, man. I'm going to go with Indy. I hope Tennessee. Big, Actually, I, big news for Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack out the entire year. Yeah, we yep. knew that, didn't we? I'm glad I, I'm, Taylor I'm glad I got Hines Taylor in all the years. Leagues. Dude, Jonathan Taylor, I want him so bad. I I love Jonathan Taylor. I know, and 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 if you overdrafted him like most people did in the third or fourth round, now you're sitting. Not only you're so good, he's borderline RB one the rest of the season. But I'm talking real life, dude. He wasn't going to be borderline I'm, with Marlon Mack there, but now he's like top. I'm five, talking real maybe. life. I wanted the Lions to draft him so goddamn bad, and watching them draft Swift over him killed me inside. And you guys know that because we were together when we did it. Yep. <laughs> and then to watch the difference in their debuts. And to watch a player in Jonathan Taylor that got knocked for his receiving ability in college that I said wouldn't be a problem in the NFL, to watch him catch six passes for 65 yards, catch all six targets for 65 yards, and to watch DeAndre Swift drop three passes, including the game winner, it makes you want to literally murder somebody. It's so goddamn frustrating. But yeah, I'm going to... Look at Philly check down, I'm I'm going to pick Indy. Throwing 19 passes. So let's go to the NFC where things are super interesting. Hang on, I didn't make my pick, Dick. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. So who'd I I pick? Yeah, exactly, you don't know. Uh, Actually, I do know you picked, you did not pick the Jaguars, you picked Houston. Uh, No, I didn't. I'm picking Tennessee. All right, fine. (laughs) I'm going with the freakest back in arguably the history of the NFL to be that big, that strong, that fast. It's just ridiculous. And Derrick Henry is just going to wear teams down. All year long in the second half, and Tan- hold on, and, and he's Tan- not that Tannehill. fast. Hold uh, on, for his size, yes, he is. <laughs> he's for not six, that fast for six three, like two sixty five. He is that fast. There's yes, been more is. athletic people in that size. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if there's been faster at that size. Tyrone Wheatley, Adrian Peterson, Ty- Tyrone baby. Wheatley, Tyrone Wheatley was not six in- three. Tyrone Wheatley weighed as much as him and was faster than him. Uh, I don't know if that's true at all. It's absolutely faster. Tyrone Wheatley was one of the fastest players around, and he was huge. Well, that he ran. Out. He ran like a Tyrone Wheatley is six meter. foot. Hang on, shut up. Stop talking. Tyrone Wheatley is six foot. End of discussion. And how much did we he are, weigh? How much did he I'm weigh? I'm not talking about that. We're talking about overall pounds. size. Six foot three at that weight with do, the speed that Derrick Henry do, has. Do you when understand? he gets running, you are you're making a business decision oh. to get out of the way his because you want to extend him? your career. His height hurts him. It does not Hang on. This has nothing to do with I, the argument. I see why Paul likes Tyrone Wheatley. That makes his, sense. It has nothing to do with this argument whatsoever. Never mind. We're talking about overall sheer size. At 6'3", which not that many running backs are, and they're just not. Go look them up. It's like Eric Dickerson and and Eric Campbell and, like, two others. There aren't that many running backs that have been 6'3 or above. To be that size and as he, fast as he is, you when act he like gets never running, you are not stopping him. But he is—he is really good. I love Derrick Henry. Can you believe right. he was stuck behind Demarco Murray for a while? <laughs> All right. Moving on to the National Football Conference, and we'll start in the East, which is always the toss-up division. Uh, right now, sitting on top is the Washington Football Team, and everyone else is zero and one. The dominant front four. 
I have no idea where I'm going with this one. Paul, you got a, you got a spot you know for sure you want to go in the East? Uh, there's two teams that can win it. The team that I don't want to win is probably going to win it. The team that I That'd want to Dallas. win it looks so bad. <laughs> Philly? <laughs> um, I mean, Philly's just like Indy. Philly's weekend was the same as Indy's. Stupid. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> no, it's that in-division worst team that you should have walked all over and just an atrocious loss. Um... I mean, I want to go Philly. My heart says Philly. Um, Dak is so bad, it pisses me <laughs> off, honestly. The, I don't understand the, how people think he's so good. Like, what have you seen? I don't get it. I don't. And he, the, the what sucks is, yards by, by all accounts, he's a nice person. He He's a good leader. Like, But he's a bad quarterback, man. Like, God dang, man. Yeah, um, I'm not with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picking... I'm picking more heart than had this cast. Philly, Philly. Oh, I got uh, I got the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, and I'm sad that they lost. <laughs> but but I still I still got them. You need that you need that home field to to do what I want yeah. you to do. Uh, I can't I can't pick I, I can't pick any of these teams. But I get, I'm gonna do the same thing Paul did. I'm gonna go with the team I want to win it out of them, which is Philadelphia. Uh, I don't I don't believe in any of these teams. So it's really hard to pick any of them. Yeah, yeah, obviously Dallas can. You're not sold on 15 carries, six rushing yards, Saquon. Uh, no, and <laughs> not anything else that the Giants have to offer. Saquon uh, getting Saquon getting outrushed by Big Ben is just incredible. Bro, that's like the worst I've ever seen a premier back. <laughs> 15 carries, six yards. There were. What's sad is he wasn't with with a long of seven. Not as you're the longest not, rush. Not as many premier backs on the list, but there were a handful of running crazy. backs with lines like that over the weekend. Zach Moss, all the hype in preseason. They told you guys, fuck no. Hey, hey, he, he got me a touchdown. Got me a touchdown. Had, what a yard a carry. I mean, come on, man. Um, a touchdown. Jordan Howard, unfortunately, oh, what eight carries, seven yards. Like ah, well, who, who could have predicted also that? Also got a touchdown though. Ever also got football. a touchdown. <laughs> Uh, ah, Zach Moss. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable on that. Like, so bad. So many. Frank Gore, six carries, 24 yards. Oh, that's not. To pace out the Jets. That's, that's Le'Veon good. Bell, six carries, 14 yeah, yards. Yeah, that's another no, That's another one. What, but he got what, hurt. What a fall from grace. He got hurt. He did, yeah. And now he's put on the IR and he's hurt for three weeks yep. after last week saying his hamstring wasn't an issue. Remember when he was pissed off that his coach wouldn't play him more in practice because of his hamstring, and he said he was fine? Hey, he tweeted it out. Yeah. About three days he ago. Looks, <laughs> he looks real goddamn dumb now. Not three days ago, about, about a week ago. And now he's out for three weeks at least. So they signed Kalen Ballage. You're looking real dumb now. All right, real All right. quick over to the south. Is anyone picking anyone besides the Saints? Yes. You're picking the Bucks. I yeah, I'm I'm, sure I believe in the Bucks. I believe you so believe it, the Bucks are going to win that it's division. It's all it is all how quickly they mesh, but I I I am full in on the Bucks train. I'm 100% all in on the Bucks train. Okay, Ryan, I actually I'm I'm, I'm going to pivot and pick the Falcons. Oh shit! All Why right. not? He's, well, I'm running with a three year chance. Zagged while we zigged. I'm I'm running with who that? I don't. I, they got the most complete team, I think, in the NFC period. Definitely in the NFC South, um, outside of if Tom Brady and that magic around him actually happens, because the Bucks have a chance. They're they're but, getting uh, the head start. I don't know. Sunday was the weirdest game for me. Like the 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 Saints beat them. These two teams played each other. The Saints won by like ten points, 
And I felt like the Bucks looked better that game and had a that's, better long-term project. That's why it's scary. Is the Saints looked like shit and still won by double digits. So it, if they actually get it all together, <laughs> like watch out. But what if the Bucks get it all together? Uh, the Bucks have a harder time getting all together. Their old line sucks ass. Well, but their old line should grow. They're young. <laughs> and Gronkowski sucks. It's again. It's I. We're more heart than head on this cast. Not all heart. I mean, I'm not picking rando teams, but there's two right. two teams that can win most of these divisions, and I'm picking the team I want to win. Go north of the wall. We got Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, oh, Detroit. Right. This one I'm not picking the team I want to win. This one I'm picking the only team that's gonna win. That uh, that would be the Packers. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, the right, Packers. Same. And then the West, and this is uh, the best division I mean, in football. It's kind of a lot. This should be very fun to watch. But uh, I mean, I know I'm sure Paul is rolling with Russ Bus, right? Well, you shouldn't I be mean, sure. I am, I'm, I'm but like, sure. it's not an easy decision. <laughs> no, like, but I mean, you the got the best quarterback the best of the group team, by far. But Russ is the second best quarterback in the NFL. In behind Kyler Murray, so. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I so I mean Arizona's. It's I love what they're doing, but they're not ready yet. Um, the Rams. I mean, they got Jared Goff at quarterback. It's not ideal to be in that division with the worst quarterback yeah, in the division. Yeah, before. Um, it's the division's really weird with quarterbacks. Like, you have Kyler Murray, who could be the third best quarterback in the division. He could also be the second best, I mean, second or third in the division, depending on your. I know Ryan would say second, but oh, absolutely. But second. I don't know if he's there yet, but he's on the trend up. Like he's young. It's his second year. Like he's going up. You got Jimmy G who I think is probably second best right now, but I also feel like he might be like capped. I don't know how much better he's getting. That's what I'm saying. Like, like he needs to show some improvement this year. And if, if you don't see it, I think you know that he's capped. And then, like I know they're, and I know they're a got, run heavy team still, but he's got some weapons to throw to. Yeah, then you got Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not that good. He's not terrible, but no, he's that, not very good. No, Jared Goff is, is is a better Brock Osweiler. Got paid, but he ain't worth it. I mean, Jared Goff's a lot like Dak Prescott, to be honest. Uh, uh, kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> Except he's actually, you know, been to a Super Bowl. Oh, better shit. Head coach. I got I got the Rams, and I do actually have the 49ers finishing last in the division. <laughs> Stick Give me the it with it, baby. But I, but I, but I think the Rams finish first. So we got a carryover from last year. Ryan sticking with the Fraudy Niners as frauds. Yeah, Fraudy Niners all right. the way to one almost year, one winning year the too Super late. Bowl. <laughs> well, what happens to almost? Huh? Yep. Need, need, needed one Michigan State versus Iowa in the Big Ten title drive from winning that Super Bowl, but couldn't. Matt, who do you got? I gotta go Seattle. As, as much as I don't want to. One in doubt, just, best quarterback. Well, that's because that's, that's you bet on him. It's just, I mean, Russ looks. And then Dylan Dylan put Russ in a great spot where if he wins six games, it's not his I mean, fault. It's, and if he wins ten games, he's the greatest of all time. It's not just that Russ looks so good. It's that the running game also looked pretty damn good. I understand it's the Falcons, and the Falcons, you know, have a very weird defense. Can sometimes look fantastic, and other times just look trash. And you gave up 38 points to a Seattle team, which is not known for putting up a lot of points. Uh, but Russ has got some weapons on the receiving end. He's got some weapons in the running back spot. And that O-line looks to be performing better than it has in years past. Uh, so I got to go with Seattle. All right. 
We move on from the gridiron to the hardwood and NBA playoffs in full swing. The Lakers waiting in the West. We got game seven tonight. As far as this podcast is concerned, it's Tuesday and it will be the Los Angeles Clippers who in back-to-back games have shown tremendous ability to just collapse after being up by 16 in both games against Denver and then just just destroyed in the second half. What was this last one? 30, uh, 30 points for the Clippers and like 62 for the Nuggets in the second half. Just something ridiculous like that. So we got Game 7 in the West uh, to find out who's going to join the Lakers. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals going on as we speak. Early second quarter, Boston up 29-20 on Miami. Uh, I got to say, so far, you know, Ryan, the, uh, the NBA playoffs have been rather successful. They've been great for the players. They had, obviously, the hiccup where, the, where, where they didn't play, and then you didn't know if the playoffs were continuing. But they've been great. They've been unpredictable. I think most people thought it would be the Raptors and the Bucks instead of the Heat and the Celtics. So in terms of, like, you know, parity or we already know who's going to win, maybe you don't have so much of that, especially if the Clippers end up laying an egg tonight, and then you got the, the Nuggets in the, in the conference finals instead so of – um, instead of them, <laughs> me too. I would. I think everybody's rooting for the the clip or for the Nuggets for some different reasons. Me, so I can laugh at everybody who picked the Clippers. Paul, so that it makes LeBron's path to a championship much much easier. Um, but I think, and obviously you, because you're a Lakers fan and you want to see the Clippers falter and fail. <laughs> so I think we all have our special rooting interest against the Clippers tonight. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's been great. I've been loving the the every other day stuff and the early rounds when they have the games on at like one yeah, p.m. Was, oh, you know, how fun was working that? From home, you can just you can just turn on the TV and it's like, oh, great. There's there's basketball. It was like pro March but, Madness. <laughs> yeah, for for real, for a minute there it was, but yeah, it's it's been fantastic. You know, a lot of a lot of betting on um, on the games, daily fantasy things like that that I've just been into because I've been watching so much of it. But it's been uh it's been a hit for um the NBA, not in terms of like ratings, except the the ratings are going up now from when they were in like you know rounds one and two and stuff. But I don't know. I will say though, there they did game six, the on NFL kickoff Sunday, which was mm-hmm. I think a terrible mistake. I would have rathered you just put it up against. Cowboys and Rams so that way you can toggle between them both as opposed to everybody being focused in on their team and I didn't even know game six was tipped off and I went to go look on my phone like you know what time's this game tonight like, wait, what? and I look and they're <laughs> in the second quarter, quarter. <laughs> and I was like oh but I was watching the Lions so I wasn't about to wasn't about to turn away for that so I do think that they missed the boat there uh, you know I'd rather compete with just one game as opposed to a bunch where people you know probably care more about their favorite NFL team than they do about the Cowboys and Rams at night or at the, you know, at the very least you hit the previous or last or whatever button on your remote says. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's been successful. You know, obviously they have this Tuesday today that, uh, that they're not going up against any NFL and then all eyes are, are back on them. Yeah. Literally all eyes. And you already have, and you already have Giannis speculation. (laughs) Which is fun for the people that that root for the well, storylines. I've I've always and, said and coaches not coming back and people getting fired. The off the court 
NBA is way better than on the court NBA. It's just reality. It's far more fascinating and interesting than what actually happens on the court. And this is, I mean, you had Giannis speculation halfway through the series. I know. As soon as they went down like 3 0, people like, were like, hey. It's <laughs> wild. And I, I've said it a thousand times. It, it's not entirely on Milwaukee and the team they put around him. A team that isn't that bad. It's not like he's playing with the Detroit Pistons. He's not. Like, they have a pretty solid, like, it's a decent team. Just wait till next year. The (laughs) thing with Giannis is if he does not evolve his game, he will never win an NBA title as the best player on his own team. It's nope. not going he'll to a, happen. He'll be a Shaq that didn't find his Kobe. He'll it, just have all these dominant legit, inside Literally, numbers, just like that. Be able, able to do the, the problem, who, who said it, Ryan? Was it Richard Jefferson? Who said it that he was a Pippin, not a Jordan? That was, that was RJ, right? I, the yeah. thing is, I've said it so many times before. In the daily grind of the NBA, you're playing 82 games over the course of a season. Game planning for him and what that team represents is not really happening. You just can't do it. You don't have the time and the resources and the effort to devote to it. So he's going to pick teams apart with his absurd athleticism. In the regular season. In the regular season. When you have a seven-game series, and this is all you have to do is stop this man, and you win the game. He is so much easier to stop. I said it last year. Well, but, okay, but that contradicts what you just said. You just said he's not playing with bad teammates. So why can you only game plan for him and you can stop them? His teammates should be able to step up. If you have better teammates. <laughs> and that's what Milwaukee is saying would. is that we promise this is not going to be a LeBron and the Cavaliers situation. We are going to make this team better. So, so well, well, bro, it's looking like it. So the so, problem it is. The problem is, and that's where I said Giannis' game has to evolve, he is not capable of making his teammates elevating them enough. His presence, when he is not going off, is not enough to elevate around him the way LeBron can, the way KD can, the way Steph's range opens up the floor. The things that Giannis does... It's not enough. He needs a better shot. He needs more moves. I mean, his game is so still predicated. How many years has Giannis been in the league? Seven? Seven years? Yeah, I think he was drafted 13. Since year like three, how much has his game evolved skill-wise? He's not, a little bit, not enough. little bit, little bit uh, better I mean, of a passer. He's a much little bit better, better shooter, shooter than he was, but, not, but he was a terrible, terrible shooter. He's not good enough at so. any of those things. Right. At one really point, he was Ben Simmons. He's not Ben Simmons everyone. anymore. His game is still so, like 16% so much, too much predicated on just, I'm huge, I'm an athletic freak, and I'm going to impose my will on you. It doesn't work in a seven-game series against a really good team. It, it just doesn't. He needs another superstar or so, yeah, a couple of It would work stars if you had Kevin Durant to next to you. It would work if you had LeBron James next to well, you. Well, so that's sure. the thing is that, yeah. yes, the, you know, Giannis has to do some things on his own game, obviously. He's got to get better at a pull-up outside shot. But And I'm not he, trying to knock but, him. But he does need better teammates as well. Like, you can't just have Chris Middleton, who is hot and cold. He's been so, hotter more so over the last the two years. Is, he needs, but he he's needs still another star. There are... And I know it's like, oh, you can't win in the NBA without a bunch of stars. But 
a certain superstars would play not not even certain superstars. Pretty much every superstar in the NBA would play much better with the supporting cast that Giannis has. Giannis needs another star to lean on because his game is not diverse enough. It's not evolved enough. I don't even know that he would necessarily lean on them, but you know, you take a guy like Chris Paul, who there, who a lot of people think could be on the move again because of his contract, where he's never been good enough to be the best player on a championship team, but every teammate that he's had, he has been better than except for probably Harden. Um, but even then, you know, that was that that was that was the best. Miami fans. Are that nice. was the best. That's funny. <laughs> that was the best that, you know, Houston's ever been was when they had those two superstars who maybe one didn't necessarily lean on the other and they worked in as much cohesion as they could. And you no, know, it turned out that they didn't like each other very much. Shocker. But I think if you give Giannis another star like that, you know, he do, it doesn't have to be AD. It doesn't have to be LeBron. Um, if you even give him a guy like Chris Paul where you still look at it and you're like, okay, this is Giannis's team. And Giannis isn't necessarily deferring to Chris Paul, but Chris Paul just has the ball in his hands way more and is able to do things uh, that Giannis can't with the ball, right? So they're able to use each other instead of having a guy like Eric Bledsoe or George Hill or somebody like that uh, running point guard for you where they're going to be way more deferring to you because, you know, you're Giannis and that's Eric Bledsoe. Or if you're Chris Paul, then you have a little bit more cachet to say, you know, I'm going to run this possession. Chris Paul getting Or I'm going to be the one that this this goes through. Um, and then you do what you do. You go on the wing, so that way, you know, you're harder to stop. Or if they come in double you or something, then it's a way easier path to get somebody else an open shot as opposed to you being at the top of the key where if somebody doubles you, they can kind of go and, uh, you know, recover to their guy quicker. To give Matt, just to give Matt some credit, I, I guess – when we talk about the supporting cast, and I say that he has a good supporting cast, you can say the same thing about them that I said about Giannis. They're just a great regular season team. And they falter the same way he falters. And yeah, I said they falter in part because he falters and he can't elevate them. But as Matt said, if he had a better supporting cast, they could elevate him too. And it really does cut both ways. I want to see Giannis go to my favorite team in the East, Miami. I, and you guys know, we talk about this, I love Miami. Huge fan of what they're doing. I love Jimmy Butler. I love the young players that they have on their team. Obviously, a big Duncan Robinson fan is an undrafted free agent doing what he's done with his game. Talk about evolving your game at the next level. It, I love the way Miami plays basketball. And I think Giannis added to that team they would be probably the best team in basketball. Do they have cap space? <laughs> well, who are they paying? I mean, that, I'm just wondering with Butler's contract. That's one guy. We know in the... Yeah, they're, pay, I mean, they're paying Butler. We, we know uh, in the NBA you have room for two superstars easy and you can squeeze three sometimes. No, I know, but I don't I don't I'm, know what uh, what, uh, what Drogic's sure contract is. He's been there a few years now. Drogic has a big one. I think Iggy has a big one, but Iggy's not like no. a a three-year no, yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Um, Iggy will be back in Golden State might be making year. some money for some weird reason. I don't know. But, I mean, there's obviously guys that they have to sign. Like, they still have to sign Bam. You would assume they would sign Bam to a, to a big contract. 
and then guys like Hero or Duncan, you can probably only pay one of them. And it'll probably be Hero. But if you end up, you know, signing those guys in a trade package, if you get Giannis back, I think obviously they they would more uh, they'd more rather do that. So next season, um, next season they have sixty five million in cap space. Hey. Or That's hold on, so they're practical. So I haven't used Spot Track for the NBA. I use it for the NFL all the time. Um, it says their practical cap space is thirty million. I don't know what the difference is. They have an active cap, their dead cap, total cap, luxury tax space. Okay, so I think I see what. Eh. I I don't. Oh, cool. Why would you stop? I mean, I honestly don't know the difference. I don't know how this all works. Um, they have at least they have one, two, three, four, the fifth most cap space available in the NBA next season. Miami does. Mention, yes. Oh shit! All right, so they can. They're make only it work. paying one superstar. I. That's it. No, and, I know that. I no, I, but but they I also have they, they have that next level that guys. There's a few of those but, next level guys Damn. So, that they have. So Butler's got the max. Do you know who the number two player on their team is under contract for next year? I figured it was Goran Dragic. He's he's not year? under contract for next is year. Is Oh, he's not. This is the last year of his contract. Yeah. Oh. So Iguodala, at 15 mil, is oh, there you go. eating he, the most cap space next year for them. Yeah, he's gone. He's going back o- to Golden State. Then, yeah, for sure. Then Olinick <laughs> at 12 mil. Um, and then everyone else is young, man. So Adebayo, 5 million bucks. He's a rookie. Tyler Harrell's a rookie. Three, four million bucks? Well, Adebayo's not a rookie this year. He's going to get paid soon. He. Oh, no, no I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. He's on his rookie deal. He's on his rookie deal, though. I'm sorry. Rookie deal. Right. Yeah. He's on his rookie deal. Harrell's a yeah. rookie, rookie. Um, four mil yeah. for next year. Kendrick Nunn makes less than two million. Yeah, he's he's a rookie. rookie he's too. getting the minimum. Duncan yeah, Robinson. Yeah, he was he was second round pick, wasn't he? Dun- Duncan Robinson he is getting undrafted. the minimum. He's undrafted, even worse. Now they gotta fill a team. <laughs> right. All right, they, they do. They don't have their whole team under contract for next year, but they have a good bulk. They have room to add a guy like Giannis and then fill in with veteran minimums. The Celtics have a Native like American that. on their team. Uh, Who the hell is why. Brad Wanamaker? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is there a backup point guard? So that that's where I want to see him go, and I would I would so much love Jimmy Buckets, Giannis, and the team that they have around them. Um, you'd be a little worried about their overall shooting, but man, that would be such a fun team to watch. And I think defensively, I think they would just punk the NBA. Yeah, I mean they're. Their shooting's obviously good this year, but like not obviously because of Jimmy Butler. I think he shot maybe like twenty five percent, like like something really bad. But when you look at him, you figure he's a guy who can shoot at least a little bit. You're and talking. Bam doesn't you're shoot talking from three, I assume. I yeah, thought he three. shot like thirty two percent or something on the year, but I'll look it up. I twenty five percent is really bad. But I mean, obviously, Hero oh and Duncan God. are knockdown shooters, and I don't know if I don't know what Jay Crowder's contract is. But he's been a guy that's been, uh, you know, reliable, at least in the bubble, from three. And it's a part of his game he's worked on. Obviously, Iggy can't really shoot for, for shit. Yeah, um, never been Iggy's game. Iggy, so Iggy's they, not they, factoring into their plans. Like they're, so their shooting would be a concern. But, I mean, they're probably, like you said, there are guys that you can add just in free agency that are shooting. So you are right. Right? Like I know, he, He's shooting 24% yeah, like this year from three. 
But his yeah, career <laughs> numbers from three are 33. Like it's, uh, and he didn't just forget how to shoot a basketball. And I don't, I don't think his playoff numbers were Maybe bad. He spent a lot of time with Ben Let Sims. me check his. <laughs> that's that's it's uh, not entirely inaccurate. Uh, playoffs though, he is shooting uh 50 percent no, from three. Yeah, no, Butler's been stupid in the postseason. No, well, he's only shooting two a game, but still making one of them. He's shooting 50% from three. So, um, little better. Well, I mean, even the problem with the Bucks, you know, isn't lack of shooting. Because you have guys like Brooke, Chris Middleton, uh, was, you know, a, a real close to 50-40-90 this year. He they're didn't just quite too easy it. to defend. Um, I think George Hill led the league in three-point shooting. But they don't have that second superstar. So, if you sacrifice some of that shooting that's surrounding Giannis now, and then you give him another, you know, ball handler, like Jimmy Butler, who can attack from the wing and uh, get the other team in foul trouble, which I think would be one of the hugest parts of him going to Miami and pairing with Jimmy. Jimmy draws a lot of fouls, and obviously so does Giannis. So you're going to have your two best wing defenders on him, right? You're going to have, if they play the Clippers, you're going to have Paul George. You're going to have Kawhi on him. And there's a, a more than, I mean, there's a decent chance that you'd be able to get you know, both of them in foul trouble because they'd be guarding them. And obviously that puts the other team in a, a much worse bind than they want to be. Even in a series like now where you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like if you can get just one of those guys out the way early, which you should be able to do um, if you had both Jimmy and, and Giannis, that gives your team such a big advantage. And not that Giannis is the is a, even a good free throw shooter, but just getting some of those other guys off the court makes it easier for him when he's not getting fouled. You got to make your free throws though. Jesus Christ, Giannis. He was horrible. At least in the postseason. I mean, in the regular season, too, he was a bad free throw shooter. But in the postseason, it was, like, remarkably bad. Going, like, two for nine. <laughs> what about, so, the Celtics have looked phenomenal. Right? Like. Uh, yeah. Right yeah. where the I had Celtics them. Celtics have had Toronto. A, just a fantastic postseason. And I feel like, and maybe it's just because I was one of those people, I said there were three teams that had a chance to win the East, and the Celtics were not one of those teams. Um, And I'm doubling down on that, picking Miami to beat them. But it looks a little more questionable by now just because of how good they've played, both this year and going forward. Have you changed how you feel about the Celtics based on this run? Yeah, I uh, before I thought Jason Tatum was overrated. I still think he might be a little bit, but he's better than I thought he would be or was. So um, al- and same almost thing as good with as like Jalen Brown. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, that 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 was always your thing. He was always eight hundred miles better than Kyle Kuzma. Imagine, imagine if Kuzma was good enough to start an NBA game. He is just not there just not then when late, the two guys in front of him are AD and LeBron. But, I mean, it's kind of scary because Kemba hasn't even really played well uh, since coming back, and the Celtics are still, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. He might have an easier time scoring against the, the Heat than he did against Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry. But they they knocked them off, and you have other guys playing these uh, real just like gritty roles, right? Like Marcus Smart, and he's hit more shots than probably you'd think Marcus Smart would hit. And then even a guy like Daniel Tice, who they're just always on the ground, you know, grabbing these loose balls, which in the playoffs you can see um, in some of these games is is really the difference between 
winning and losing. And if you can steal one game, you know, if you if you go to seven games, that game ends up obviously being the difference. And not that Miami doesn't have those guys, but I think Boston has those guys in spades where you look at the team, and even I'm still not super impressed with the depth. Like We just talked about Brad Wanamaker being like the backup point guard, which is horrible. And you have guys like Robert Williams, still not a very good player. Grant Williams plays. Rookie, not a very good player. Might be good one day. But you're not impressed with the depth, but these guys, I don't know, man, they're just tough. And they've gotten farther than I thought they would, and I think the guys that they're building around are better than I thought they would be. And they're doing this all, obviously, without Gordon Hayward, who, if they if they even extend this series, you know, in the later games, 6-7, might be able to come back. And if they make uh, the finals, my bet would be he'd be game, he would be back before, you know, like a game four, if they were in somehow, like, danger of getting swept. Yeah, I'm not changing my tune. I ha- they're right where I had them. I had them beating Toronto, and I had them in the Eastern Finals. Now I had them losing to Milwaukee, <laughs> so that ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, now imagine if they had Kuzma. But you know, this team, Danny Ainge has done a phenomenal job, and I hate saying all this because I hate this team more than any team in sports. Yeah. Oh, don't be a baby. Yeah, that's Bless true. You. Hey, man, born in L.A., raised Bless in Detroit. You. There's one enemy I had. It was the Boston Celtics. Um, but this team is real good, and they have they have the draft capital to continue to be really good. Uh, they have a GM that knows how to build this team, has done it consistently for the most part over the last Bless decade you. plus. And I, I've i been a big Kemba Walker fan since They UConn. have a great coach, too. And they have a very good coach. And they got a lot of young, young fun talent to watch between Brown and Tatum. Uh, Kemba Walker is not old, uh, but he's that nice, heady veteran for him. And this is his chance, to, like you said, Ryan, you know, not much scoring out of him, but the team is still performing. He's still performing, just not at maybe as high as we expect him to. Uh, but he also doesn't need to carry this team. He needed to carry Charlotte. That was a bad team around him. He had to carry that squad. He doesn't have to carry this squad. And if they ever need him to, he's got the skills to do it. Uh, this is a good team. This is a fun team. I hate this team. I hate watching this team win, but you can't deny that they're talented. And like I said, they're right where I expected them to be. Uh, they got a little easier opponent um, in the sense of seeding, but not in how they're playing as a team. Miami's played probably the best out of any team in the playoffs, and this should be one fun series. I, I, I and mean, I hope it goes right the now. They're playing a real tight game. The Heat's up by two, just fifty-two seconds left before halftime. Like yeah. Back and I know, forth. and even even Marcus Smart, three of six of three. We just talked about it. Like you don't expect no. That ever. Marcus Smart was a he's terrible been, outside shooter for years. Well, he was super inconsistent. He does everything else, so you keep him on the floor, and then if he hits some shots. Also, you know, almost like souped up Patrick Beverly. He's a much better defender than Beverly is. But when Beverly starts hitting, you know, like four or six from three, it's like, all right, well, fuck. Like, this is stupid. And if you get that from a guy like Smart or some of these other guys the Celtics have, it's like, oh, that's a, a much bigger bonus for us. So our, our East is pretty lit, and we talked about it this year. The East was going to be pretty lit. The West, Ryan broke yeah, it down un- perfect. Ryan broke down the West perfect. We all want the Clippers to lose for varying reasons. I picked the Clippers to win it all, and I want them to lose. Absolutely, Sola, because I don't think the Lakers are going to beat the Clippers. Um, they just don't have the depth to do it. I, I just don't see it. They have the best player in the NBA and another top five player in the NBA, but that's that's literally it. That, that's it. They have nothing else. Um, yeah, playoff Rondo. They got seventy-year-old playoff Rondo. 
and they got Kyle Kuzma. Hey, doing better than anybody else on Kuzma the Clippers. who can't even start. And I, it's just, it, there's no one to depend on night in and night out outside of those two. And I've talked so many times, even in basketball, it's a team sport. It's why Golden State won so easily. It, I think they need more. I think the Clippers have way more acceptable bodies to throw out there. No, no, they definitely uh, need more. <laughs> But I, I don't know how you still say that about the Clippers. Like it might be more than the Lakers, but after what you've seen, like Reggie Jackson has literally become unplayable. They don't play him anymore. I know that hurts you to say. Well, I don't know what happened to Marcus Morris either. He, he was never that good. That's not like he he had stretches where he was shooting like fifty eight percent from three. Uh, he's it's like well he's that playing, obviously can't he's continue. Bad too, man. I, they but. Uh, it's still Patrick better. Beverly gets it's six fouls in ten minutes with two points. Still better than what the Lakers have. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know about all that. What anymore. I do know is that the Lakers will beat Denver. They they so. should. It be. It'll still be interesting to watch. I mean, because the Lakers. Uh, you know, I don't know who's going to stop Murray. You get a NBA Finals MVP, Gary Harris. <laughs> I, I don't. D- Denver does not have the defense to contain the lakers maybe not but they but they got the outside shooting to make it a contest and the lakers don't harris murray i mean i don't know that you need to stop murray like they they didn't really stop dame and they bombed out the no but 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 murray's got more help than dame (laughs) yeah but there's no one on portland i don't think it's so much more as much as much as i love Jokic, ad is like the perfect guy that you would want to match up with him. Like if I'm picking NBA players that I need to take Jokic out of a game as best as possible. Well, maybe with his shooting, but his his passing ability is still going to be there. It's hard to pass his around. AD. I know, but the Lakers' there. defense is so good anyway. It's not that he's not going to be good. It's that the Lakers can match up with them. And then if you're the Lakers, you just hope. Again, Danny Green shoots a little bit so better. So if you're like if you're Denver, like has been doing the last couple just games. those two players. If you're Denver, who's matching up with LeBron? Paul Millsap. Uh, you probably put you probably put Gary Harris, Paul Millsap. Think on. about that. Jer- Jeremy Grant. Actually, that's not that's not good for Denver. That's not like a that's not going in She's our favor. You know what I mean? Millsap's like, big body. Oh, big body, big body, about to get steamrolled. Um, I think it'd be a good fun series, but I that that to me is infinitely more favorable than the Clippers for the Lakers. I think the Clippers, I, I think the Lakers will have an exceptionally hard time with the Clippers. Not that it won't be that it'll be easy against Denver. I just think it'll be a lot easier. Um, and then honestly, the Lakers they gotta use AD more. They gotta like not use him more. They gotta use him differently. They need to to it's sometimes. Back to the basket, traditional five and pound teams. Until he hates that. Well, but I, hates I, think, that I, think the, I think they did but, that the last two like, games, I don't right? Give Where a they started Marquise Morris hates. and then AD was I don't five. care what he hates. He needs to play whatever it takes to win. Say they get up with Miami in the finals, okay? You have to pound their weakness with AD. You have to make them send two and three guys in the post to defend AD every possession. Until oh, they no, can't hell take no. it anymore. We, they go up against Miami. They're they're starting AD at small forward, LeBron at, at shooting guard, and they're having both Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee there, and they're just going to have him stand under the basket. And 
That'd be possibly the worst idea anyone's ever come up well, with. Well, but so just his point is to play Javale and Dwight on the court. And, and, his, and Rondo his and Bron just throwing alley oops all day. His point is though Miami doesn't have size. They don't. I mean, neither did Houston, and all they did was start Marquise Morris and no, then but, move eighty to five, and then voila. You know, Houston plays a different offensive game well, than that's, Miami. It, but but so it's the perfect thing. They they did against Houston yeah. what I said they need to do more. That's what they went to. Yeah, and then it started working. So I don't know that they're going to go away from that. AD is a little bitch that doesn't want to play it, according to uh, according to Matt. According to everybody. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, who we got game seven tonight going, tipping off in about an hour and a half. I'm going to say Denver because I want them to win, even though I don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah, give me the Nuggets, too, so I can slander Paul George for... I really, know, I, hang on. I know we all want the Nuggets for different reasons, but you look on the Clippers' side, and they got championship pedigree in head coach. They got championship pedigree in star player. And this kind of matters. And, and then a bunch of know, other guys that act like they won championships but haven't I know, done jack shit. I know. Shit. And, De- and Denver Get is 5-0 and in elimination games this postseason. The only Which is unsustainable, it, by the Get way. Em. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. They shouldn't have gotten that no. far behind Utah. No, 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 it they is They blew it against Utah. Oh, I got you because they, they that was three of their five. Okay, I yes, I they it. should not have been down three one to Utah. Just should. I mean, like, if you just... let if you let one dude drop sixty points a game, it's not going to usually go that well. Okay, but <laughs> no, you you don't believe at all that this is going to matter. The Kawhi having his back against the wall, Doc Rivers having been there before and winning championships, like. Well, not going to play a factor. Doc Rivers blew a three-one lead. Before. I think Doc Rivers see him do is it again. an overrated coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's an overrated coach. Wait, Doc Rivers blew a three-one lead. Yeah, he's goal? with the Clippers, and Josh Smith went off in Game Seven for the Rockets. Three-one, Jesus. Twenty fifteen. Crazy. Yep, twenty fifteen. Let me see you do it again. <laughs> Who's Josh Smith tonight? It's going to be Michael Porter Jr. He's going to anti-vax his way to the conference finals. <laughs> I I do think. And I think people have seen it now, this postseason. The Nuggets are more than Jokic. Oh, absolutely. There's Jamal Murray. (laughs) 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 No, getting Gary Harris back, you know, this is going to prove more and more dividends once he gets actually into basketball shape, if he has the time to get there. Um they have other pieces. Paul Millsap, you know, is past his prime, yes, but man, that man knows how to play some basketball. Like they have pieces, to, and they're they're more than they just. They have a joking. lot of pieces. MPJ is coming into his own. They have. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, criticize your coach, and then like, you win two I, games. I want game. Denver to win Let's this make it game, three. but I, I I'm still you know I'm still rolling with the Clippers, and I think I think Kawhi and. I just think it's going to matter, just knowing how to be there and knowing how to win. And yeah, yes, Denver's been winning with their back against that. the wall. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. I know, but I'm right if I if I get that. <laughs> I you don't. I I'm don't having, want, I'm I having a little bit of a Paul moment here. Like I, I, I picked the Clippers to, right. to win it all, and I, I say I down with too. the Clippers. I did too. Down with the Clippers. No, I don't Screw want it. Screw the want, Clippers. Oh man, I want them to leave Los I, Angeles I without Ka- a title. Just to move out, and be like, all right, I thought. I thought Kawhi could opt out after this year. He has to wait until I mean, the next Kawhi, year. Kawhi is a little bitch going to the Clippers, and I hate yeah. the everything Kawhi has done since he forced his way out of the Spurs. He's just he's such a twat. He, the only thing he's done is won a title since he forced his way out of the Spurs. I'm not talking about on the court. God dang. 
Wait, you wanted him to join LeBron, or well, did you does, want him to stay in he Toronto? He doesn't do anything off the court. All he does is sign with New Balance. Oh, but, yo, Ryan, do you see those commercial. Jolly Ranchers? The no. Oh, my God. They're Kawhi's New Balance. There's new one, and they're, and they're called Jolly Ranchers because they look like Dylan's sweatshirt that he's so proud of that he bought. The blue, yellow, green, red one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like that, was, that around it. That's what I forgot to ask. How the hell are you going to criticize Paul George? In the series of his life, he's averaging 26 a game on 60% shooting from deep, 50%. Oh, those are sweet. Right? Sorry. <laughs> Told you. I can't Paul find George him anywhere, been, but they sweet. Paul George has been incredible this series. I don't know. As long as he sucks tonight. Even if he sucks me. tonight. Like, you can't complain that he That's didn't make it. Like, he played so damn can. good. He's we all so picked well. the Clippers in our freaking bracket or whatever pick them thing with Dylan. None of the us want to be right here. I mean, we all picked the Bucks too. <laughs> and the Raptors. Well, I didn't we, pick the Raptors to, to make the conversation. We acknowledged, we acknowledged how open the East hey. was and that there were a handful of teams that could win it in the East. And we even acknowledged Miami being one of them. <laughs> I did. I don't think you did. <sighs> we as a podcast collective, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Uh, I, you guys know I'm big on Miami, but I I also said that Boston wasn't one of them, which depending on how the series goes, I mean if Miami sweeps them or like wins in five, I can I can be like yeah, see they didn't have a chance. No, if Miami wins in five, it's because Boston's <laughs> exhausted from going seven with Toronto, which they shouldn't be. Like, Don't be a bitch. That's what I'm saying. Don't be a bitch. But you know our Pistons did it. Whole reason we lost to San Antonio, we went seven with Miami. All right, all right, so we're all picking Denver with our hearts here because we just don't want to see the Clippers advance. Um, yep. So I, I I know you want to see the Lakers win the title. I want to see the Lakers win the title. Who do you I want? want I want Boston, LA. I always want Boston, LA. <laughs> then I want LA. I want Miami or I want Miami or Denver to win it. <laughs> Who do you want to win the title, Ryan? Denver. All right, no joke though. Here, Miami, maybe. Miami, Denver would be a. Hilarious series to watch for the finals. It would be a great series. I know. <laughs> yeah, all the games on at three o'clock Eastern. It would be a fantastic series. I don't want to see it. Nope. I want to see. I want to see Miami and the Lakers. To be honest, but uh, well, we'll the, the whole NBA is rooting for the LA's. Period. They. Denver is their only killer here because you got Boston, one of the biggest markets. South Beach, Miami has become a, a larger market, and then you got and... Los Angeles. So your NBA is not rooting for Denver here whatsoever. But I hope Denver makes some noise. Oh uh, yeah, they're gonna fix it for the Lakers. I do find final. it hilarious. Like on the East, you got two the top, like arguably the top two coaches in the NBA. And I don't, I don't think oh, – because I, I know that. Miami's been resting and the Celtics but. haven't, but I, I honestly think that it's it's got to be less exhausting because you're not traveling. So every time the game is done, you go into the same spot and doing the same shit, no matter how tired you are, no matter how many games you And play. I hope – well, I guess I just assume. Not even hope. I assume Kemba Walker doesn't play like dog shit for five-story games. This, thing, this, this thing's got to go at least six. It's got to. I don't see I don't see Miami taking them out in five. You would think so, but they also went up three zero on the. Bucks. Yeah, I think Boston's a better around. And Boston team. and Boston was I about mean, to I, go up three zero on. Uh, see this as a on yeah, Toronto, and then, Toronto and then OG hit the shot. 
this could easily be a seven game series. I mean, I, I think know. it should be a seven game series. I think these teams, yeah, Boston, they're, I think they're very evenly matched with multiple different options offensively. Yeah, Boston's sixth trip to the conference finals in the last 13 years. It's pretty darn. And they have one title. Yeah, 09 got fucked. KG, knee injury. Should have been Boston, LA three years in a row. Oh, hold on. Yes, Wasn't. No, when did LeBron go to Miami? 11. 11. Boston oh, was L- that the, Boston, oh, LA nine, was, oh, the nine last... was the year Dwight carry or yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, yes. nine was the year that LeBron fucked up the Kobe LeBron finals by not getting past Orlando <laughs> and, and all those puppet commercials that Nike had to throw in the garbage all postseason. Nike is banking on this with the Kobe LeBron puppets. We are going to have Kobe and LeBron in the finals because KG's down with the knee. So the Celtics are not going to make the finals. There's no one to stop LeBron. Bro. And then there was nobody to stop Dwight. And then, and and then Hedo Turkoglu and Jameer Nelson. Hedo Turkoglu shooting outside. Bro, <laughs> can you name uh, more than two non-Varajau and LeBron players on that Cavs team right now? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure there was Gibson. I'm sure Larry Hughes was there. Uh, 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 Big Ben Wallace was on that 9 squad. Was he? Bench was he? Because Solid. they wanted to – yes – they, I, I don't – was Eric Snow still on that th- That team? was the series that told me right then and there for sure Mike Brown is not a head coach because uh, you have El- – you, you, you can't stop Dwight, and you have a guy on your bench that helps stop Shaq, and you don't even try him. You stick with Zadrunas Elgowskis who can't stop anything. <laughs> and, was that J.J. Hickson's rookie year? Uh, yeah, no, there, was, there were some guys in that uh, – I think Antoine Jameson might have still been on that 9 squad. No, I think he was gone already. Oh my god, that was a bad team. No, it doesn't matter. LeBron took bad teams to the finals in 07. He should have done it in 09 and gotten his ass smacked by Kobe. <laughs> it was a bad team, but they won the most games in the NBA again. Regular season. Well, tell LeBron yeah, not to lose. Straight, to straight Kawhi like, isn't Turkle. it, Paul? <laughs> no, Giannis. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. What did I say? Kawhi, Jesus, Giannis, thank you. But he's he, he's a chance to win three titles with three teams. Something no one's ever done. Well, that's because most people that win titles stick with their team. Oh my god, <laughs> they don't leave. Drag three teams to titles, right? Like you, like <laughs> Jordan could have won three titles with three teams. The Larry Bird, Magic, but they stayed with their high? team. Oh, you're right. If he went to the Celtics, it would have just sucked. Or if he went to the Knicks in the 90s, they wouldn't have won. Lunacy. All right. We are, Nobody else we leaves. Are, Nobody else leaves like that except we LeBron. We are officially derailed and way too long. So, Ryan, do the thing. How, how are we finishing it? I know. We didn't, even get our, we didn't even get our this or that. Would you rather stay with one team and win a bunch or just team hop so everyone can say, oh, my God, look at what he did. Make sure that you guys are following us for anybody that's new and, and still on this part. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, um, Podbean, iTunes, as Sports Carnage Podcast, YouTube as well. So you can find all the content that we post, both podcasts and non-podcast related. Give us five stars because the maximum you can give us, I'm not interested in your rating if it's any lower than that. 
For Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bazin. AJ, miss you. Be back next week. Thank you all for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.